Halflings, it has finally happened. We have merch! Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The crowd does indeed go wild. We have been working very hard behind the scenes to make some excellent merch for you all, which is available uh, to pre-order right now. Some of them will be available from the 3rd of October and the others from the 1st of November. We wanted to do this in time for the holidays so that if you know someone who maybe enjoys a bit of Three Black Halflings, you can get them a Christmas present or indeed for yourself. It's also a fantastic way to support the show. You basically have like a Unati pack, by the way. A Unati stickers pack. It's true. Oh, awesome. Unati stickers pack. I like this. It's, it's called the Suffer and Learn sticker pack, but originally it was called the Unati sticker pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay. I'm happy with the, with the Suffer and Learn. We liked it because it's like, then it's quotes. Instead of just pictures of Unati's face. Several <laughs> different expressions. Yeah. It's weird because this is not a video show. Mm. You know what it is? It's uh, visualizations of the audio track. <laughs> or like Unati's audio tracks from some of her finest episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the blocked out lines where she's peaked her microphone yeah, from laughing. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the merch that we have available, we have a yellow collage hoodie, which has a mixture of designs and phrases from the show. The Three Black Halflings t-shirt, which has got an amazing design, and the words Three Black Halflings. It looks so nice. I'm very happy with that one. Then we have uh, the Outlaws and Obelisks poster. You can order a physical yes. poster. A beautiful, gorgeous poster of Outlaws and Obelisks. Then we have a pin and then two whole sticker packs. I, I have a question. Yes. Does this pin mm. definitively answer the question of the official abbreviation for Three Black Halflings? I think Halflings? it does. Because yeah, I think it maybe it does. Yeah. I, we've been saying TB, TBH. Should we swatch? Should we swatch? Should we start selling swatches? <laughs> should we, should we start selling yeah, swatches? Company now? We have to tell about the deal with swatch. <laughs> <laughs> Black Halflings Swatch. The Three Black Halflings Swatch Watch. But, you know, this is one of those things that has evolved over time. We're, we're forming our brand identity, and I think 3BH is just a little bit better. We have officially become a corporation. We are a huge corporation with Jamal at the top. The top. Jamal is pleased. First critical role, then us. then us. There is also a tip jar on the store. If you would like to, you can give us a tip, and some of the proceeds will go to the amazing Jonathan Charles, who made the music for Outlaws and Obelisks. As when you donate to the tip jar at any level, you will be able to download the music that Jonathan has made for Outlaws and Obelisks and it trust me it is yes. absolutely incredible like you will want to listen to this good. without us all talking over the top of it because it's so <laughs> so so good I just <laughs> listen to it I listen to it for fun yes like it's when it. I'm on planes and stuff, I'll just play the songs over and over again on a because movie. they're so good. This is a true fact. Because they're real good. They're really good. Excellent and some of the stickers, I'm very, very proud of. I really think they look so badass, and I can't wait to slap yes. them all over my office. I love the Poochie Rat Bag sticker that is extremely late '90s. Yes, it really is. It is extremely <laughs> late '90s. Make sure you head over to store.dftba.com forward slash collections forward slash three black halflings. And if you would like to get yourself a discount, you can get 10% off if you are a patron on any tier. That is patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. Woohoo! Yeah! 
head over to all of our social medias. It will be plastered all over our social medias for a long, long, long time, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but please support the show, buy some merch. It means a lot to us, and it would be really, really, really fucking cool to see some people, take some pictures, it's some three Black Halflings merch. I'm so goddamn excited. <laughs> well, let's get into this week's episode. <laughs> this is a headgum podcast. Hello! Links. It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by Leandro Nati Lewis Nyao, but everybody calls me Unati. And Jeremy Cobb, but Chelsea Harris calls me Emperor Cobb. In parentheses, honestly, because I think Jeremy knows more about films than Empire Magazine. Possible, hmm. depending Ooh. on the employee. Yeah, yeah. it that's, definitely that's is definitely true. Emperor Cobb. Yeah. That's a truly horrendous and horrific thought that you would be in charge of everything yeah great uh the the body horror would be yeah. uh, <laughs> you know the amount of body horror i will say in this season of outlaws and obelisks which is already no one has really heard because we haven't gotten to yeah. those episodes yet i don't know we got a, we got through, we got through episode two that wasn't <laughs> body horror the beginning. that wasn't body no, horror that true. was just shocking that wasn't body horror that was not that was like yeah. a shocking turn of drama it's it's really episode four is where we start to episode four is where we start to really dig into the body horror. Mm. And mm. Uh, that's that th- mm. no campaign that I've run has had that level has had this season's level of just like, wow. But my goodness, are we glad? Cause what a thing it is. It's a, it's a truly beautiful <laughs> a thing. Lot. Watching people's faces in the zoom chat while I was describing things was very entertaining. Mm. It was mm. a real experience. Yeah. For real you. Experience. Yeah. And hopefully you all, it too. Just imagine. Hopefully, hopefully, people. Some of the things that happen. Well, it's not Jeremy, as bad as we're making may... it sound. By the way, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's shocking. really not. Um, I was going to say you may not be able to see the faces or the uh, anything of Outlaws and Obelisks, but you can see the poster of Outlaws and Obelisks, which yeah. is available on our merch store. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Segway, very, very cool. Uh, we we went ahead and launched a merch store, which would have been as the time of you listening to this last week. And uh, you've probably already ordered all of your stuff. But just in case you haven't, why don't you go ahead and check out our merch store? The link will be in this mm-hmm. episode description. Mm. It's really cool. We got loads of cool. We got, we got hoodies, bro. And- we got t-shirts. We got hoodies. We got, we got the aforementioned, yeah, well, a t-shirt. We have it specifically a, a hoodie and a t-shirt. But a you t-shirt. could buy more than one. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Different sizes, you know. Yeah, for different kind of you know different stages you in your child's workout life. Workout hoodie or like a yeah. you know hang out at home hoodie. You know, like a bit of a baggy one. Yeah. Or yeah. Or just buy them for trust. like for, maybe you're a member of a polycule and all of you are mem- or fans and you're all different sizes. Buy hey, one in, in different sizes for each member of the polycule. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do uh, it we do also it. have the enamel pins. We got we got stickers. Oh, the stickers. And the stickers. Do, bro, the tip jar. The tip jar. I just knocked a fork. The tip jar is one thing. Look, Jeremy is excited I'm about the control. tip jar. There wasn't even a fork there. I took a fork out, set it down, and knocked it. Uh, <laughs> that's how excited I am. But this tip jar, the, the tip jar itself is not the exciting thing. But the exciting thing about the tip jar is if you donate to the tip jar, you get all of the themes from this season 
Outlaws and Obelisks. Mm. So all the different character themes, the show theme, uh, it all created by Johnny Charles, and he's the bomb. Yes, he's the bomb. and they're yes. so righteous. They're, they're really so, so good, good. Drax. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you check them they're out. They're really, really good. Um, yeah, this feels like a big moment, guys. Yeah. I like. I think we can talk. We can talk about this quickly, but this feels like a big moment. Yeah. Like this is fucking cool. We this have physical things, stuff. stuff. Yeah, people can buy stuff. Real stuff. You know, Artie, how much of this stuff are you going to own? We know all you like it. to collect stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have all of it very yeah. soon. I'm just waiting to let other yeah, people yeah. buy. How much is your parents going to buy? How much are your parents going to buy? <laughs> I'm so pretty much. sure my mom's going to want a hoodie to stay warm. Mm. In, in <laughs> South Africa, the notoriously cold country. Winter is freezing cold. in South Africa. Yeah. Winter yeah. is oh, ice. Like okay. July is freezing. Super. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. During the day wow. and nights? Yeah. Like, Temperature Man. drops real low at night as well. And oh. it's quite you forget how far south South Africa really is. It like, is it's very quite far on south. the yeah. on, like all, if you look at the world, like it's quite far south. Yeah. You know? The name, uh, the name really fits. Just that it's just that southern hemisphere, man. Yeah. It's it's uh it's a it's, yeah. it's a wild place for temperatures. Yeah. Wild place for temperatures. But um what are we we're going to do today? We're gonna to talk about some artificers. Woo-hoo. That is right. It's, it's another deep, deep dive, dive. everyone. Yes. Class deep dive, we are back. Into one of the um, most interesting classes, I actually have to say. The mm. the artificer, let's see, of the ones that we've talked about, I think the artificers the subclasses change the class, the base class, more than any of the ones that we've actually talked about, except maybe the bard, but actually probably more than the bard. To be honest. Yeah, I would yeah. say so because you go from you can be a ranged spellcaster, you can be up close melee, you can be a support. mix, you can be support, support. as well. Yeah, you, you can know, be like a blaster. Yeah, real, real, the, real loads of variation in this one for yeah. sure. You have like a better version of the beastmaster in this in this mm. uh, class. Mm. Like yeah. there's a lot of a wide range of potential. Uh, I think in the base class, also even really in terms, not, maybe not as much in terms of playstyle, but in terms of the stuff you can do as part of your party, the base class also arguably has as much or more versatility than the bard does with the infusions. Mm. Yes. yes yes that is very so true bards have it with their skills and spells but mm. these have the infusions here are nuts you can do all sorts of stuff and especially if you've got if you pre-planned some combos uh they could work out real real well um and also i will say this make sure if you didn't have a reason already to check out the patreon uh on the patreon myself and jeremy will be talking about the gunsmith yes uh which Our is a special subclass. subclass which we made for the one and only gunslinger of outlaws and obelisks tobo reeves we're gonna do a little uh little chat about that and how we made it and how it became to be the thing that it is yes. um so make sure you go ahead and check that out Full Prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches! And lands in the cusp of a teaspoon? Oh, no! On a nat 20. No! You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it! Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. Um, so... Races, species, what works well? Basically, I'm say two. a warforged. I, well, <laughs> warforged are nice, but that if we're just looking purely mechanically, is really like two, which is Vidalcans oh, and gnomes. No. 
It's the, the answer is Vidalcans and gnomes. The only the the only thing that matters consistently across all artificers is intelligence. And the only two races mm. in D anD D that get a plus two intelligence bonus are gnomes and Vidalcans. There are a few <laughs> others that get a plus one. But uh, you want that plus two, yeah. And in, fi- in fact, uh, like Warforged, you could give yourself a plus one because you have that option. Uh, option yeah. I think. What is it? Is it? Yep. You could also do it with a changeling. You uh, you want T's get a? Do you want T purebloods get a plus one? Hobgoblins get a plus one. I do like the idea of a hobgoblin artificer. That'd but really cool. uh, tieflings get a plus one, but not feral tieflings. I'm pretty sure. But tiefli- regular uh, tieflings get a plus one to intelligence. Yes. Feral tieflings also get them. Yeah, uh, gifts are I gift Yankee as well. They yeah. get a plus one to intelligence. But basically, I your premier base, one... cl- yeah, your base races that you're not are altering yeah. it anyway are going to be your gnomes and Vidalkins. Yeah, uh, I think this one is you know this one uh, is one of the newest. Uh, is it the newest? In fact, yes, this is the newest class. It's the I only think. new class. This yeah. is the only yeah. class that was released after the player's handbook. Oh wow, yeah. that's wild to think. Well, other than uh, Bloodhunter, that was I never think. officially released but, in a D and D. That was never book. really. That's that's yeah. just yeah, a yeah. really cool critical role race, or excuse me, critical role yeah. class that has just yeah. become you know widely accepted in a lot of games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that with it being a newer one, I think this is also uh, partly done with the understanding that you know you can change around your uh, racial bonuses, and I would say just do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when this, I will say, when this came out, you couldn't do that, so it was actually sure. just so. But with that, yeah, just do whatever. Like use the Tasha's thing, because otherwise, you yeah. really are getting. If you're trying to optimize, you are really being put, pigeonholed into two races. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which isn't fun. Which nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Um, Amazing. So let's start off. Go through uh, the uh, some of the class features. Uh, I'll jump at the top here. We get a D eight, which is not the not the highest it's it's your um, average it's worth noting yeah it's 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 uh it is your average and i've definitely encountered this as tobo the uh there is a <laughs> yeah, there are times where i'm like yeah i've made this big beefy boy and then i'm like oh damn i can't take much down <laughs> yep. um, uh, so be aware of that okay. i would say uh because sometimes you can get lulled into a false sense of security with you <laughs> <laughs> thinking that they can do yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same die that what bards clerics rogues monks uh uh, yeah. and and warlocks all get and druids yeah it's pretty it's, so it's, it's very it's, standard it's not you're not meant yeah. to be you're not built to just be you are strictly martial tough guy nor are you yeah. like you are a super squishy pathetic person like you have with the wizard and, and the the sorcerer and the artificer uh this brings me nicely onto my next point the artificer does incentivize you to um uh have high con um uh it's your other saving throw other than inte- the aforementioned intelligence mm-hmm. um so i would definitely recommend having uh, a high constitution i think it will uh it'll bear well and uh purely because a lot of the builds that you will have in um a lot of the builds that you will make with this uh, will probably end up you know taking some damage yeah. uh, is so uh it'll be it'll definitely help you and it makes a big difference to your hit point total if you have good constitution it really especially at higher levels I couldn't I made a level 14 character the other day and went I wonder what happens if I give myself a plus 4 in constitution instead of charisma and I was like sweet lord the hit points (laughs) it was uh, it it, it was like an extra it's like it was like an extra like 60 or something at that point yeah yeah, it's so definitely good constitution is always a good way to go yeah um 
So to kick us off, you have a proficiency in light armor, medium armor, and shields, uh, simple weapons, thieves' tools, tinkerers' tools, and one uh, type of artisan's tools of your choice. Artisan's tools, I think, just covers all of the tools, yeah. as far as I'm aware. Um, I've done like lots of looking into tools, this and how all those different things. Yeah. Uh, leather, like leather working. Yeah, tool. leather worker tools. You want, you want to be like uh, a custom BDSM gear artificer, yeah, like yeah, who creates yeah, yeah. all these these <laughs> custom leather items for people. Go for yeah. It. Then, then this is the one. This what about is the latex one tools? To latex uh, workers' tools. Uh, I want to make. Hey, some look! Suits. Do you want know talk to your DM? <laughs> talk to your DM. <laughs> yeah. Bring that up to your DM. Yeah. See what they say. Um, and then you can also choose from two skills: arcana, history, investigation, medicine, nature, perception, sleight of hand. This is uh, mostly your uh, intelligence-based stuff. And then sleight of hand is always good, just because you know if you you be working mm-hmm. with your hands yeah. a lot as an artificer, doing a lot of tinkering. Mm. Um, and uh, then, uh, yeah, equipment stuff is pretty standard. Um, this sort of st- your starting equipment, uh, and then we get into our first level mm. ability. Oh, but before we go on, there's uh, two things I think we should Jeremy. mention because I was, you know, what? that was quite funny. I was actually waiting for Jeremy to do that. Oh, before we go on, because yes. Jeremy, because I, I never segue into the right moment, and mm. Jeremy's always got something else that I haven't thought about. It's true. Um, <laughs> look, I am the bowl underneath your sieve. Uh, True. Just, yeah. just saying. By the Thanks way, for describing me as a sim. I was hoping a, you'd go with like a a slightly cracked bowl with like a little I'm leak the bowl in it. No, no, no. I'm a goddamn <laughs> sim. I'm. I, shit is meant to go through me. I am that like inefficient. You catch keeping the noodles, in. but sometimes the broth gets through, and sometimes yeah. there's some good stuff in the broth that we should mention. Uh, there's lots of good stuff in the broth. So what's in the broth this today, is a Jeremy? Key thing what's to what's in the broth? The broth? Sorry, <laughs> what's in the broth? <laughs> Um, so we said that artificers are proficient with simple weapons, not martial oh. weapons. However, yes. there's the optional rule of the firearm ah. proficiency. Now, ah. this really depends on the game that you're that you're going with. And we should mention that the artificer, since it's not available in the player's handbook, I believe it was officially released, let me see, in Eberron Rising from the Last War. I believe that was the book mm-hmm. that it was officially released in. That was the first appearance of the artificer. And mm-hmm. as such, it's very important to mention before we go any further, Eberron is not uh, technically an official, I guess technically it is now that it's been, it's had two books released in association with it, but it's actually from a series of books. Uh, the Eberron setting is, um, let me see. It was originally created, um, by uh, Keith Baker. Keith Baker, I believe is the primary person who, uh, who publishes uh, things in it. Like it was created by him and he cre- mm. he's written books about it. Like the whole idea is that it's like a kind of a steampunk noir setting. I think I haven't actually read mm. any of the materials that he had originally created, but there's a whole like history of Eberron like is completely separate from the forgotten realms. And as part of that, I believe they have firearms and a lot more advanced technology than you're likely to see in your typical high fantasy D and D setting. And yes. so the yeah. artificer comes with an optional rule for a firearm proficiency. If, if your dungeon master uses the rules on firearms in the DM's guide or some other kind of firearm rules that you guys homebrew and your artificer happens to be a, a, like familiar with the operation of such weapons, your artificer can be proficient with them. 
Uh, and that is a major boon to this class offensively. Yes. yes. Because it has yes. some decent, a few decent-ish offensive spells, but firearms, look, guns do a lot more than a thorn whip, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a little uh, um, yes. ray of frost just can't compete with, with a yeah. few guns, especially if you start getting multiple attacks. Yeah, yeah, add sharpshooter. I get the sharpshooter fee if you're a yeah. uh, man. Or like gunner feet, anything like yeah. that. There's so mm. many. Yeah, firearm specialist. Fire, there there's also firearm specialist. If yeah. I think uh, I forget what firearm specialist gives you, but we can talk about that elsewhere. Anyway, I thought it was very important to mention that. Yes, I actually think that this is this. You raise a good point, which is I think that it is worth noting at the top of this, which is that if you're thinking about playing an artificer or you're thinking about having artificers in your game, I do think it's worth mentioning the kind of game that you're going to uh, make because I think this more than any other class could feel very very limited in the wrong setting yeah like if you aren't like if you're not as a DM if you're not down for like any steampunky elements if you're going like full Lord of the Rings you know you can make stuff out of wood and Mm -hmm. maybe like a shield out of metal and like that if that's as far as you're willing to go then I don't think you should have like uh, artifices in your uh, um, in your group just because I think it'll be very limiting for the for the uh, player because yeah. the artificer is about tinkering and building and mm-hmm. you know creating kind of like infusing items and i just think that to maximize the playing of this like you should be allowed to create little you know little uh, like wind up robot type things or do you know what i mean like loads like, like you yeah. know just flavor it the yeah. way you want watch to it. Yeah, yeah, fla- yeah flavor anyway, but actually, but then they should have some real, like being able to use the artisan's tools, for instance, to create some, you know, bespoke BDSM gear is, is like, that's mm. something that they are can do. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's in the rule. Yeah. Maybe not that phrasing of it, but, but you know, it's in yeah, the rules. Yeah, let's be flexible. Yeah. Uh, this is BDSM after all. <laughs> to be flexible. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, because I think it's just important that you're, that you have a conversation with your DM uh, slash your player uh, yeah. before playing an artificer, because I think it just, it, it's kind of like if you were to play a ranger uh, who uh, their whole thing is woods and you play in the city. It would yeah. just be like, you know, yeah. like it, would, this, it, it yeah. just wouldn't your, be fun your, your for that player. Your just not as much fun. Yeah. Anymore. yeah. Actually, and so, to yeah. clarify, even what I just said, Eberron is technically an official campaign setting. It's just not the primary campaign setting. So sure. it is a, it is officially a D and D like a, a Wizards of the Coast D and D campaign setting. It was created specifically though by Keith Baker. And for for more context, even on what Jasper just said, Warforged are an Eberron race. So like the yeah. robot people came from this setting and there's a reason that they're a little yeah yeah if that's a good litmus test if you if, if you're if you say i want to play an artificer your dm says yes and then say oh can i be a warforged and they say no i think that's the yeah, point where you did yeah, the artificer yeah. because i think that, yeah, yeah talk a bit more about that because yeah. i think basically if you can't have warforged in the universe then i don't think an artificer re like it can it absolutely can work but i don't think it will be as fun uh as and especially when everyone else gets to use all of their abilities to the fullest yeah (laughs) when you just kind of like well i gotta get to do some stuff um speaking of which some of the things Mm -hmm. that the artificer can do Mm -hmm. uh we have magical tinkering the best way i think about this is this is like a thaumaturgy slash druid craft for an artificer this is like 
Yes. Your ability to create small little effects. Uh, you can create a, a bright light from an item. You basically take an item and you can uh, uh, like you can flavor it however you want. You can imbue it with magic. You can put a little device in there. You can however you like to imagine it. But you can basically um, you can cre- replicate sound. Uh, you can uh, make some like uh, like nonverbal sounds like wind and waves and things like that. Um, you can make uh, little uh, very basic visual things appear on a surface. Yeah. You can, um, though. Listen to episode three of Outlaws and Obelisks, and you'll uh, hear me using magical tinkering <laughs> for a particular reason. Actually, in fact, that episode will be out as the time of the yes. recording. So yeah. go ahead and enjoy uh, it. But you also can record a message. Um, the message oh, yes. can be no longer yes, than six seconds, but you can record a message that can be heard up t- 10 feet away. And of course, you can uh, create have an object shed bright light in a five foot radius and dim light for an additional five feet. So if for whatever reason, somebody can't see anything in the dark. Like somebody doesn't have dark vision, you can hand stuff out. The the artificer yeah. is like the the person who can just show up and do do cool creative stuff that helps people out in a variety of ways, like either themselves yeah. or the rest of the party. And really, a mm. lot of this magical tinkering stuff is very similar to something like um, not just thaumaturgy. What's the word? Prestidigitation. The creativity. Sorry, that was what I meant. Yeah, yes, it's that was similar what I meant, to prestidigitation, where you can, but it's like it's technological. Prestidigitation. And it really comes down to how creative you are with how you apply this stuff. Can be really Uh, very similarly to prestidigitation as well. You get a certain you can have a certain amount of them active at like any one time. Mm. uh, and I think you can have equal to your intelligence modifier. Uh, and if you try to exceed, then the oldest one drops away. So pretty, pretty simple. Um and then, uh, yep. Then we got spell casting. Yes. They are a um, they are able to cast. They spells. are a partial spellcaster. Uh, sp- in yes, in much the same vein have... as the as the uh, the ranger, the paladin, where they only yes. ever get to fifth level spells. To fifth, yes. Yeah. That was I was yeah. going to clarify. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, yep, it's your proficiency plus your intelligence is your spell save, and your proficiency plus your intelligence is your uh, to attack roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can kind of talk a little bit about the spells. One of the things that I really, really enjoy playing an artificer is getting to reflavor stuff to be a bit more like tech based mm-hmm. instead yes. of uh, magic based. Mm-hmm. I just find it really, really fun, and I think it brings a real different flavor to the table when you know it's like you know everyone else is like, "Ooh, uh, cast some shadowy darkness," and uh, and then I'm. Like oh, a little you know, a little bug crawls out of me and does a thing. You know, I yeah. just think it's you know, a little mechanical bug crawls out and does a thing. I just think it's a really fun way to uh, to do it, and also it provides a quite a nice in-game way of running out of spell slots because you mm-hmm. just kind of oh, out of those little bugs. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's kind of yeah. fun. Like, well, don't um, have enough juice anymore. Though I have like all you have. All, yeah, like everything's just, not got fuel. Your batteries are yeah, done, yeah, yeah. so you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't use anymore. And uh, also, the the another thing adding to that is the fact that your arcane focus or your spellcasting focus is specifically uh, required to be either thieves' tools or some type of artisans' tools that you have mm. in your hand mm. when you cast any spell, like any artificer mm. spell. Uh, meaning the spell has uh, an M component uh, when you cast it. Which uh, what does? Wait, what is? I don't actually. I don't even remember what M stands for. Because there's material. Oh, material. You're so right. Whenever a spell has a material component, yeah, then you have to you be using those, Uh, and you have to be proficient with the tool to use it in this way. So you know, it's basically one of the tools that you start off with a proficiency in. Uh, But yeah, basically, you can. Oh, and also, once you uh, gain the infusion 
uh, item, the infuse item feature at level two, you can use any item bearing one of your infusions as a spellcasting focus, which does free yeah. things up quite a lot if you start infusing yeah. weapons and things like that. Because then you can have a shield and a weapon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you know, when, you're, when you've got a D8, get a shield. Yeah. If you can't, I get a shield. <laughs> yeah. It's always good. You do have fewer um, spell slots, I will say. You do have fewer total spell slots with the Artificer than you would with, like, a full caster. Like, you have, yes. you, for the for levels one and two, you only have two spell slots. Then for levels three and four, you only have three. It's a three. bit more warlocky in that respect. <laughs> a little um, bit, yeah. It's it's more similar to a paladin, I think, is the easiest but way. But you can, but you do, importantly, actually, we should say, you do prepare spells, yes. not learn them. Mm -hmm. Which is very, very useful, which means you can swap in and out um, uh, as you as you go along. Is this, wait, is this the first, is this the first class that we've done that prepares spells? Because bards you learn them, what? wizards prepare them. No, wizards prepare them. Wizards, yeah, 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 yeah wizards we did, yeah, we, we did wizards. Wizard. But they still have to learn them in order to prepare them. That's though. true. You so have to like write them in your spell there. book. You don't have a a, a preset that's like true. list of things that you then. Yeah. So you know, we should so very quickly is... just explain that artificers uh, approach spell casting in terms of preparing spells more similarly to how druids or clerics do, which is that you have yep. a spell list of spells that you just automatically know when you reach a certain level in the class. You know all the spells on the spell list and you just get to choose which ones you prepare each day. I think it's really fun spells. Again, and probably some of the best support spells as well, the Artificer will, it gets in there. It's, 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 it's good. It's really, really good. Like uh, like Sanctuary. I realized that the other it's a good day. Spell. Uh, yeah. They get Sanctuary. It's a very good spell. Good spell. Uh, so, oh, also you can cast, uh, before I move on, Artificers can uh, do ritual casting. So if a spell has a ritual tag, you can cast it as a ritual, uh, which means yes. that you don't use a spell slot, but it takes a little bit longer to cast the spell. Very nice. But the the quintessential artificer ability at level two, the key artificer ability, their sneak attack, their rage, mm. their key points, mm. their divine smite, mm. Uh, mm. they you, you can imbue uh, non-magical items with magical energy to make them into various magical items. At level two, you get to pick four infusions to learn. These are like specific infusions that you can do uh, into any appropriate item, and you learn additional infusions of your choice when you reach certain levels in the class. Uh, and, and whenever you gain a level in the class, you can replace one of the artifici artificer infusions you learned with a new one. But uh, the, even though you know four, you cannot use all four infusions at once. Uh, I believe at level two, you can two. only infuse two uh, at a time. Uh, you can have few, two infusions active at a time, uh, three starting at level six, four at level 10, five at level 14, and finally six from uh, starting at level 18. So at, at level 18, you can have six infusions active at once. It is wild how good a support class yes. the Artificer is at that level. It is yes. some of these it's it's yeah some of these infusions are absolutely bonkers they're so good uh and just so nice to be able to hand out to your allies yeah. and be like hey here have a really good magical item and you can <laughs> you can infuse an item at the end of a long rest so it's mm. you can touch I, it doesn't seem to say it doesn't say you can touch one non-magical object so it's up to you you can only uh, by, by the way an object can only bear one infusion at a time uh and oh, you have a you have a set amount of uh infusions that you can change right. basically like during the like during I the see. day basically yeah. you can like touch a new object so theoretically you could reinfuse i'm guessing six 
Uh, like if you had, if you're at level 18 and you had six infusions active, you could decide to mm. infuse six different objects with, uh, yes. and you'd lose all the old well, infusions, but you just now have six mm. new ones. Would that, would you yeah. say that's accurate based on the language? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, basically, yeah. whenever you finish a long rest, yeah. you can touch up to three magical items, imbuing them. So, basically, it's just at, per the amount that you have available to you, you can touch uh, that many items and imbue them. And then you, yeah, on like the on like a you know, you get like three uses effectively, or yeah. or, or four uses, or five uses, or whatever. It, however yeah. It is. So, um, basically, two infusions at a time, starting at level two. Um, mm. but we should jump a little bit, not into too much detail because there are way too many infusions to go through. Oh, There's many. so many, <laughs> but we should talk uh, at least a little bit, at least mention some of our favorites. Should we start off with items? Yeah. Uh, like replicate magic item or just the infusions? Yeah, themselves? I think rep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I'll talk about this one quickly. Cause this one yeah. is a, quite a big, a, quite a big one. Uh, and one that I think a lot of people will pick at least one of these in their list. Um, this is the only one that you can replicate. So you can have you can effectively have this twice uh, so let's say you can know three uh, inf uh, infusions uh, you can pick as many replicate magic items as you want mm. uh, and effectively what this is is it just gives you the opportunity to uh, you can uh, uh, touch an item and then turn it into the magical version of whatever that item is so uh, for instance if you were to touch a bag you could turn it into a bag of holding so you can select bag of holding oh. from the list of replicate magic item uh, like a replicate magic item there are a lot of options mm. like a lot of options uh, and I think effectively the way it works is it's um, that you start off with common items at uh, right at the beginning uh, it's like any common magic items even I uncommon believe, I think. or it might even be un uh, uncommon you start yes. with some uncommon ones yeah um, and then basically at level uh, six, you get like a new uh, bunch of items that you can uh, do things like boots of elven kind, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. which is very, very useful. You can do um, like cloak uh, uh, glove, uh, gloves of thievery. They're very good. Um, yeah. uh, and then there are others at 10th. Yeah, level. I actually have a list. Um, I'll just throw out some for people to, that I thought were good for people to look at. I won't go yeah, into yeah. detail, but at level two, you can infuse a bag of holding. You can infuse goggles yeah. of night, which give you dark vision, uh, sending stones, which can be extremely useful, communicating over long distances, wand of mm. magic detection, which basically you cast detect magic from this wand. Alchemy jug can give you all different kinds of uh, liquids that you need. Uh, level six, you can get the boots of elven kind, as Jasper said, which makes your footsteps inaudible and gives you advantage on stealth checks. On stealth checks. But even better yeah. than that is the cloak of elven kind, which functions Ooh. pretty much like the cloak that Frodo has in Lord of the Rings when he, specifically in the scene in Return of the King, when like Sam has fallen down a hill in oh, front yeah. of an army. And like and, yeah, and Frodo just yeah, throws yeah. a cloak yeah. over them and it looks like a rock, basically. And that Easterling dude comes over and is just like, huh. That was weird. And then walks off like full the NPC mode. Yeah, must like, have been the wind. I, I thought I saw something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, must be imagining things. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go again. Uh, so the, the cloak of Elven kind though not only gives you advantage on stealth checks that rely on sight, but it gives other people disadvantage on seeing you, like perception checks to see you. Ah. So it's actually mechanically speaking better yeah. than the boots of Elven kind. Then the the ring of water walking. That's you living your uh, rogue dreams there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, the ring of strongly. water walking, lantern of revealing, which uh, oh. lets you see invisible mm -hmm. things, pipes of haunting lets me make people afraid of you. That's all level six. Then at level Ooh, 10, you get cloak of protection, which is great. Gives mm. you a plus one to all saves, plus a plus one to AC, which is very useful. Mm. Gauntlets of it's ogre really power. Good. If somebody attunes to those, their, their strength jumps to 19 
automatically. Very nice. Uh, Hat of Disguise. Uh, Hat of Disguise lets you cast Disguise Self at will. Helm of Telepathy lets you cast uh, Detect Thoughts on people. Uh, I believe at will or a certain number of times a day. Look it up. Medallion of Thoughts. uh, I forget what that one does, but it's also good. The Quiver of Elona lets you store a bunch of cool items in a uh, quiver. Slippers of Spider Climbing. My monk, Dennis Colespring, uses those. Because you just walk. Mm. It gives you spider climb, basically. Yeah, stuff. Hands free. Winged Boots. You can fly with your boots. You can just fly. Yeah. Uh, you can just fly. Pipes That's of the great. Sewers lets you control and befriend rats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> level, level 14. At level 14, you can get people. Oh, this, is in, this, is, this is crazy, by the way. Yeah. I just want to put this out there. This, some of these are wild. The Amulet of Health, yeah. which I think, doesn't that set your con to 19 or that something? That sets your con at 19. Yeah. yeah, I used the Amulet of Health recently. It's, it, it's you wild. automatically yeah. have a plus four to your... Belt of Hill Giant strength dude. that your makes your strength, strength 21. 21 yep the boots are 21 speed, the boots of speed if you click them as in bonus action your speed is doubled for 10 if you can do it up to, t- uh, to 10 minutes per long rest the bracers of defense which i think raises your ac by plus two if you're not wearing armor mm-hmm. or shield which is one of the only ways to increase a monk's uh ac uh w- um beyond just their dexterity and wisdom uh the cloak of the bat which i think lets you fly at night become batman yeah you turn into a bat i think you can choose to turn into a bat at night uh then there's dimensional shackles which if you're there's some being you're trying to keep from teleporting you can put those on them the gem of seeing which gives you true sight up to a certain distance which is like all invisibility all stuff like that does not work and the horn of blasting which does damage to people when you blow in it uh, and if you choose to, you can break <laughs> it and do ten d. It's like ten d six fire damage or something. If you're wow. if you're not already aware from us listening to this, the the artifice really has the potential to be that hey DM kind of class. You know that? Yeah. Like, oh hey yeah. hey hey DM. Yeah. I got some stuff. <laughs> I got. I, you know how you let us level up to level fourteen? Yeah, I got some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the DM's like, no. <laughs> Watch the barbarian hit now. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's, it's twenty one. Uh, the wizard's yeah, yeah. strength now twenty one. Yeah, HP is now, so ni- is now uh, con is now nineteen. Nine, nine, I also gave them this, these bracers, so their AC is up too. And the wizards just yeah. running through, beating people to death with their bare hands. <laughs> 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 that's, that's really really that's funny yeah. um i'll i've got a couple a few of the uh artificer specific ones which i'll i can run through real quick yeah. um uh uh just because again we won't go through all of them just because there are a there's lot so many. uh there's so many it will take you a while yeah. to build your artificer i will warn you this yeah. now but just because there's so much option for flavor Ooh. and different directions you could take them and so and like picking your infusions will be like so key to it um that uh yeah it could just take a little minute to build out it took me i think about three days to of like solid tinkering to build tovo it was a long process yeah. um uh, and that was even with a, a homemade subclass. <laughs> well, honestly, the subclass added way more choices, like yeah. a, a, a solid like twenty three more choices, like more than twenty <laughs> additional choices on top of this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, 
So uh, there is, and I, and again, just to illustrate this point a little bit further, I know we're going to talk about this in a bit but when we get into subclasses, but uh, some of these uh, infusions are kind of slightly built towards uh, some of this uh, subclasses, et cetera, as well. So there's a lot of like armor-based ones, which you might want to pick if you go for the armor subclass, et cetera, et cetera, or you might want to play around with it. It's up to you, but it's worth just mentioning uh, that there are some very cool combos with the infusions and some of the subclass abilities. Um so, for instance, uh, I'm just going through this in, in uh, alphabetical order, so apologies, this is a level 14th one, but oh my god, is it so freaking cool! You basically could become Iron Man. Uh, yeah. You, uh, whilst wearing a suit of armor that you're uh, and you attune to it, uh, you uh, your walking speed becomes uh, uh, increases by five. Uh, the armor includes gauntlets, each of which are considered magical weapons and could be wielded whilst you're not wi- uh, not wielding anything. Uh, and it does one d eight of force damage on a hit. Uh, and it has the thrown property with a range of twenty feet and a long range of sixty feet. So you get like a, a cool like. What do you call it? Extendo arm, yeah. go go gadget yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> however you want to flavor that. However you want to flavor that. Um, um, and uh, you blast your the... fists off of your hand. Yeah, but effectively. Yeah, effectively Android sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then uh, you the armor cannot be removed, uh, and. If the uh, if against the your wearer will, is you can you can uh, yeah against your will sorry no can't you against your will um, <laughs> but if the uh, wearer is missing any limbs hands so anything uh, any uh, uh, body part like uh, hands feet uh, uh, leg something like that uh, the armor can function as a prosthetic arm uh, or oh, leg or hand or or whatever it is it kind of it can it, which I think is a, a very very cool yeah. uh, very very cool thing to have built in um, and I just love the idea that uh, you've got. Uh, Armor with little you turn into Darth it. Vader. <laughs> Do you realize you just turned into Darth Vader? Oh, Anakin yeah, lost his arms cool. and legs, is. and is now walking around in this suit of armor and, uh, that can't be taken off of him. Uh, yeah, and he, yeah, all of all of his limbs are prosthetics. Yeah. So just flavor, just flavor your D8 damage as a lightsaber, and there you are, you're Darth Vader. Yeah. I love it. Or <laughs> even, it can, so the D8 can even be force choke because it's at a distance. He's just oh, yeah. very cool. Jeremy, yeah. yes, love yeah. the reflavoring. Uh, boots of wi- boots of winding path. Damn, these are good. Uh, as a bonus action, you can uh, teleport into an unoccupied space. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, sorry, uh, you can teleport up to fifteen feet as a bonus action into an unoccupied uh, space that the creature can see. The creature must have occupied that space at some point during the turn. Very, very cool. If you want to go in, hit something, and get out without taking a. This is a. a akin to a disengage yeah. bonus mm-hmm. action, but you also then get the added benefit of being able to move an extra 15 feet. Yeah. Um, so it's like the rogue, so, but a little bit better. Yeah. But a little bit yeah. better. It's very, very cool. Uh, you get stuff like enhanced versions of things. You can get enhanced weapon, defense, uh, arcane focus. They're basically plus ones yeah. uh, to your um, uh, to, to like your armor class or to your spell attack bonus, yeah. to your attack damage. Uh, and then that increases to a plus two uh, when you get to 10th level. Um, at le- very, I love very... the fact that at level two, yeah. you can start handing out magical weapons to people. Plus, yeah, yeah, plus ones. You can start handing out plus, plus one ones. Weapons to people and plus one mm. armor to people. That's yeah. really Ooh. nice. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, and then from there, um, uh, what were the other ones that I had? Uh, homunculus servants, kind of fun. Mm. Uh, it's like a little robot. Uh, again, this is kind of where the reason why you need to clarify some things with your DM mm. before you go. Hey, I'm gonna summon a little robot man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, because it, it, it might be. 
<laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, Frodo, Frodo's it's, it's like, like I'm familiar. going on an adventure. You basically build a mechanical <laughs> familiar, essentially. Yeah. I mean, you could again, you can flavor this however you want. I think if you're if you're like the alchemist subclass, I don't see the reason why you couldn't make a little goo monster like Flubber uh, or something. You know, uh, I kind of want that now. That's really cool. I love Flubber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that oh, that movie that rocks. What the bounce the the bowling ball that bounces? Goddamn! What a moment. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, mind sharpener really yeah. really useful mm-hmm. um basically gives you a certain amount of uh, uh spell charges uh, you get charges in the mind sharpener and you can choose not to fail a uh a, a concentration check. check uh radiant weapon repeating shot if you're a gunslinger this is the one for you you basically ignore the reloading property of your gun and it acts as a plus one um it is i mean that's yeah. so good it's it's so good it's ridiculous you don't need a plus one on your firearm as it yeah. is and it negates one of the biggest drawbacks which is the fact that you have to reload yeah. it uh, <laughs> and, so it's really really the fact good. that you no longer need to carry any ammunition it just yes. It oh yeah. Sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't even, yeah. You don't even now. need. Yeah. yeah. You don't even need ammunition. Yeah. 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 Which again, uh, have a conversation with your DM because your DM might have a rule where they're like, okay, you can have firearms, but like ammunition's gonna be hard to come by, and then you do and this, like, and they might be eh, circumvented well, that, and the DM awesome. did yeah. not realize that the artificers can do all yep. sorts of things. Yeah. Can uh, do all sorts and, of things. Like when I say have, when we say have a conversation with your DM, this also means DMs. If you have a player who's playing an artificer, it's worth mm. just looking just at least glancing over the list ahead of time so yeah. that you know if there's stuff that you don't want them to be able to do. I've, I've yes. generally think you should allow them to do things because it's just, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a fundamental, yeah. fundamental part of the yeah. class. Uh, Cause I think we've mentioned it before, but the one time when I played an artificer in a campaign and showed up to a session yeah, the- with a whole series of plans. And the, the first one was that I was going to start infusing, I would start infusing items because I'd just gotten that ability and I'm like, cool, I would like to infuse a bag of holding and there's just, oh, yeah, no. you just got to level two. <laughs> yeah. uh, never mind. It had been like six sessions, whatever. It was, I just said, I'd like to, I'd like to, le- I'd like uh, the replicate magic item bag of holding. And the reply was just, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, 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 what? No, that's not going to work. That's not going to happen. Make sure you have those conversations up front so you don't have like a really uncomfortable and frustrating moment for everybody in the session where everybody just feels very mm. just like, ooh. Yeah. Bully. Uh, yes, um, and um, resistant armor. And I, I think that—that's. I was just to say, Jerry, quickly. That's just a very good rule of thumb. Generally, like, just have a look through your players' abilities. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's because then that way you can actually like you can tailor stuff to them. Yeah. Like, you know, there's nothing worse than a nerfed ranger. I very much had that in my first campaign, and it was something that like it took me a long time to get my head around. Uh, which is just like you know, have a look at their their, their character sheet, see what they have, see if you can find a challenge mm. that will be good for them, yeah. especially if they're a player who doesn't maybe isn't on, on the front foot as much as other players. It's a really fun way of rewarding them because they'll be like, oh, I have an ability for this. And you'll be like, oh, what a good idea. Oh my goodness, you know, I had no idea. Who could have thought, seen this who coming? Who could have thought of this? Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Winks. Yeah. Um, I love the resistant uh, so, armor that you can get at six level, yes. by the way, where you can yes, just yes, give yes, somebody, yes, yes. you can create a piece of armor that just resists Acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, necrotic, poison, psychic, radiant, or thunder damage. Almost every and, single damage type. 
And I would like to point out a very key part of this is the fact that you can choose this when you infuse the item. Yep. And you can do that at the beginning of every new day. Yeah. So if you are going to yourself, if you get, you find yourself in some Icewind Dale ass area of the map, mm-hmm. then get that cold damage resistance. Yep. Yeah. Give 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 uh, your wizard some cold if damage. If you have resistance. a totem give, uh, warrior bear barbarian, hand them a psychic resistant shield, and now they do oh resist no. everything. Oh no! Everything necrotic. Yeah, they resist everything. Wow, no. they would resist Except everything. Except for psychic. That is <laughs> and now you've handed them a psychic shield. Truly wild. Yeah. I also really like returning weapon mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, any barbarians who like to throw uh, javelins, which is does mm-hmm. I think it's a D eight. A, uh, a javelin. Mm. Is it D yeah, six? Really? D6. I swear it's a D eight. There's like D. Oh, there's like thunder javelin or lightning javelins and stuff that you can throw that do extra damage. Yeah. Either way, if you're if you're a barbarian who likes to throw the weapon, you want it to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, because yeah. otherwise, uh, you lose. Style. And one that we haven't mentioned that <clears throat> is one of the best ones I have to say is the spell refueling ring that you get at mm-hmm. sixth mm. level. Basically, mm. you can give a creature this ring and they can recover one expended spell slot up to third level or uh, third level is the highest that they can recover as an action <sighs> once per day. That's that is very cool. Yeah. That's really good. Very cool. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, and so, yeah, I think that just to, just to summarize on some of those then really quickly is just that there's, uh, there is a lot of ways that you can use these and you kind of, you're not like, you're not locked into them, but you're, they're not like the most flexible thing you'll find. So I think it does, it is worth taking some time before you start playing to really work out like which ones you want to pick. Uh, if you level up pretty quickly in a, in a campaign, then it's maybe less of an issue. Um, but I think like really finding the right ones is, is, uh, is worth doing because then you can have yourself a real potent mm. um uh, artificer and you again these really inform the type of artificer you're going to be whether you want to be that support whether you want to be the all-out uh kind of um you know where you, you could even be melee you can be uh ranged it's you know these will also play a big part in that because you can mm-hmm. uh optimize the hell out of uh, yourself yeah. um yeah. All of that for just one ability. That's what, when we say that artificers are complicated, that's what we mean. There's a lot of choice. And a lot There's of a versatility. Lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I was just really good, quickly going to say uh, you get ability score improvements at 4th, 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th level. So I think, re- again, pretty standard. Yeah. It's not as many uh, as like the fighter, but it's, it's, a, it's a solid yes. number. I would say generally that the artificer feels very much like a. Um, it, it definitely feels. Uh, if you get it right, it, I think it can really feel very strong next to some of like the base classes. Yeah. Purely because you get a very similar amount of things. You get similar hit points. Yeah. You get similar, you know, abilities war improvements. But you get a lot of extra. You bonuses. can be like, like the, the repeated MVP the, of battles with all the different yeah, things you can yeah, do yeah. and help out with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and be and you can yeah you can again you can be so versatile from like a day to day you know with the ability to change your infusions mm-hmm. change your spells on a day to day basis you could be almost a completely different style of yeah. fighter yeah. Uh, which is really really fun mm-hmm. uh, and it gets even more wacky when you get into subclasses but we'll get into that in a minute yeah. uh, at third level you can now produce any tool that you need uh, with thieves tools or artisans tools you can magically create a set of artisans tools in an unoccupied space within five feet of you this creation uh, requires one hour 
of uninterrupted work, uh, which can coincide with a short or a long rest. And uh, though the product of the magic, uh, although the product of magic, the tools are not magical and will vanish when you use the feature again. Uh, this is a really, really fun thing where if you take a bit of time to like figure out the kinds of stuff, there's loads of really helpful guides and things mm-hmm. online about like what you could create with different sets of tools. Mm-hmm. This yeah. basically lets you create any set of tools in the game. Yeah. Uh, nice. So d- don't get confused by artisan's tools. Artisan's tools just means it's basically just like a specialist set of tools. Okay. It's like it's like it's it's like everything that's not just your hammer. Yeah. You know what Smith's I mean? Like tools, every, every uh, Smith's tools, tools, cobbler's tools, yeah. cobbler's tools, tools, tools kind of ca- uh, cartographers tools i think yes uh yes. glass blower yes. tools yes. leather workers tools again yeah. that leather daddy can and also so- make a bunch of blacksmithing <laughs> tools yeah. you can use your leather you can use your leather leather working tools to create blacksmith tools Woo-hoo. heck yeah. yeah and i think that and then the, the the cool thing i would say with this is just like if you're on it and you're like aware know what's around you and like know your environment and stuff you could create some real fun and useful stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm thinking like it sounds ridiculous, but like you could create seatbelts for your carts. You yeah. could, you know what I mean? Like stuff like, yeah. like little things like that that would just aid your party in getting places. Um, like. There is an upcoming example of Tovo doing this, and I was quite proud of it. So let me know if you spot Tovo making a cool thing with some artisans' tools <gasps> at the future point in Outlaws and Obelisks. Um, but yeah, it's uh, if you if you get a bit uh, clever with it, you you can do some real real fun stuff, um, and I'm sure much more fun stuff that I've uh, managed uh, uh, as well to this point jeremy what's next yes uh the next thing is the tool expertise at sixth level you basically get expertise for any ability check you make that uses your proficiency with a tool though i will say tool checks are basically never used for most characters uh so that can Mm. be something that can be situational but if you are like jasper said trying to jump in with your tools to do things then it can actually prove to be quite useful yeah. Uh, I think mm. I think actually for this I think for Outlaws and Obelisks I've been letting people use their associated whatever ability score in addition yeah. to their yeah. proficiency bonus mm. because mm. It, otherwise it can feel really underpowered to use mm. a tool. Yeah, yeah. Cuz even even a cuz right now um Tova would only get a plus 6 for expertise. Yeah. Like if he has expertise in an item, he'd only get a plus 6 mm. and uh that's like It makes tool checks you know, way that, harder than it feels like they need to be. Mm. Especially if you are a specialist. The yeah. whole point of so this I've thing been, is that you're a specialist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what so I mean? I've been letting people uh, use their, I think, especially if they're proficient with something, I've been letting them add their ability score, well, some ability score yeah. modifier to it as well. So maybe if they're like using smithing's tools, you could use strength, for instance. Yeah. If they're doing something tinkery, use intelligence. Yeah. Or like, um, or just intelligence if it, if they're an artificer. I mean, it could just, yeah, yeah, it could just be intelligence. Uh, yeah. But I think like, you know, there's other, I'm just saying there's other options to flavor it. I think it. Unati like, in our you know, game, were, the, 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 the bard gets to use charisma with yeah. her disguise kit as well because it's like yeah. all about her performance and she's yeah. like a club owner and all that kind of stuff yeah so it's yeah it, that makes total yeah, sense it's it it uh, this is a suggestion to dms to make tool use slightly more viable yeah. in your campaigns mm-hmm. if people want to use them and a little flexible as well. Like let them do some, let them come up with some fun things. And I think that the main thing I would say is just set a time. I think that's the biggest mm. thing I would say is like, yeah. but like, I'd be like, yeah, you can make whatever the hell you want. If you know, like you've got the tools for it. If you've got the space materials, fine, but it might just take you a couple of days or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're going to make a wagon or yeah. something yeah. with like some specifications, I'd probably be down for it, but you know, but you're not going to make it an hour. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Otzi, what's next? Uh, Flash of Genius. Um, shout out to Henry Metal for making my life really difficult with this one. Um, hey. uh, <laughs> seventh level, you've gained the ability to come up with solutions under pressure. When you or another creature you can see within 30 feet of you makes an ability check or a saving throw, you can use your reaction to add your intelligence modifier to the role. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier, minimum of once. Um, you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. So it's basically Ooh. just like a eureka moment for like anybody in your party. Mm, mm. Again, yeah. great the fact that it's saving yeah. throws too. Yeah. Like if somebody yeah. fails a saving throw, well, yeah. well, it's when they make one. So you can't use it after you see the result of the roll, but it's mm. when they're having yeah. to make a saving throw, which mm. at, le- at seventh level, you should be getting at least a plus four to intelligence. You yeah. can just give yeah. them an additional plus four yeah. to their roll. That's nice. Very What's nice. that? Uh, I mean, yeah. If you, I mean, and if you want a real physical application of this, uh, that makes a death save uh, yeah. anything below a a, a ten uh, for anything below a six. You know, yeah. so like that's a big that's a big difference. Yeah. It's a big old difference. Yeah. Um. So can save yeah, some characters' of- lives. Yes, mm. for sure, for sure. Uh, especially when you've got those those roles, you know. Mm-hmm. And plus, there's nothing to say this won't stack. So if you've got bless or bardic inspiration yeah. or anything like that, yeah. true, you know, you could be looking at getting some chunky bonuses on, yeah, top on your of ability stuff checks and here, saving so. throws. It can um, be, yeah, so it's a good, Very it's cool. a good one. Uh, I will then go in with Magic Item Adept. When you reach 10th level, you reach a profound understanding of how to use use and make magic items. You can attune to up to four magic items at once. Uh, You can craft a magic item with a rarity of common or uncommon, and it takes a quarter of the time and costs you half as much of the usual gold. This is a very cool ability. I really, really like this. You could absolutely just craft the hell out of loads of... It's if you craft a magic item. That's that's not you can craft a magic item. No, no, sure, but like I'm saying, like if you if you've got the right tools, mm. you you know you like know the material components, because uh, I'm sure again with a high intelligence level ten artificer, you could probably work out what the material components for certain magic items, etc., are going to be. Mm-hmm. I think this is really fun. I feel like you as the DM can have a lot of fun with your players in this. You know, like finding ways to uh, you know reward them by being you know like saying oh like they, yeah you could have like a whole session where you just go out and gather items and material components for the artificer so they can make some cool shit mm. i think it'd be really really fun yeah uh and not to mention four magic items at once that's pretty good when you i mean with that list of stuff we've just read off if you want to be which you are more than entitled to be like you're it's okay to not be this a, a real selfish you want to give yourself those items if you want to give yourself those items mm. Mm, you are gonna slap my yeah. friend you're gonna do some you're gonna do some uh, crazy crazy stuff so with four items attuned yeah. uh it's it's good it's funny really what's next yes well before i go next this is something that i realized that we didn't say earlier so uh in case anybody was wondering how long infusions last they last indefinitely uh but if you're like it, once you infuse an item it stays infused until you die or choose to end the infusion when you die then a timer starts essentially five days uh it's up to the a number of days equal to your intelligence modifier so if you had an intelligence modifier of four then the the infusions would last another four days after you die uh and also the infusion will vanish if you uh, replace your knowledge of that infusion with the knowledge of a different infusion. So if you decided to, to drop that infusion knowledge and learn a different one, then it drops. But anyway, that's that's oh, slightly tied to what I'm about to read, which is the spell storing item at 11th level. You could now put spells inside of objects. At the end of every long rest, you can touch one simple or martial weapon 
uh, or one item that you can use as a spell casting focus and store a spell in it, choosing a first or second level spell. So only to a first or second level spell from the artificer spell list that requires one action to cast. So you don't even need to have this spell prepared. You just pick a spell, a first or second level spell from the artificer spell list that requires one action and you put it inside of a martial weapon, a simple weapon or a spell casting focus. And while holding the object, a creature can take an action to produce the spell's effects using your spell casting modifier. If the spell requires concentration, the creature must concentrate. The spell stays in the object until it's been used a number of times equal to twice your intelligence modifier. Oh my so god. By level what? 11, you should have a, an intelligence of like 5 by this point. Or 20, excuse me. It is intelligence of 20. So you get 20 you should, uses. Uh, you, should, you should get, uh, sorry, get, get 10, ten, uses uh, 10 uses of whatever spell that you've put in there. Uh, wow. It can, yeah, it, or it lasts until you use this feature again to store the spell in an object. So you can only do one at a time. To be fair, you could only have one of these going at a time. Okay. But the, the wonders you can work with yeah. an additional 10. I'm just going to glance quickly at the artificer spell yeah, I'm, list. I'm, I'm looking at the spell list right now. Uh, heat metal. Yeah. 10 uses of heat ten metal. 10 uses of heat metal. 10 uses of detect magic. 10 uses of disguise self. 10 uses of fairy uh, fire. Blur. Um, yeah, blur is a good one. Invisibility, invisibility, identify, <laughs> featherfall. Uh, yeah, I I love the idea of doing this on the barbarian's axe. Like, imagine <laughs> if like we cast this on Ongenagama's axe, and Ongenagama just full bamfed and invisible. Like she just fully go invisible, <laughs> like up to ten times. Just, just kitty go bye bye yeah that's so good see invisibility that's another one if you're trying this headgum podcast is brought to you by aura frames that is right uh from grandmothers to new mothers aunts even the friends of your life every mom loves an aura frame holy shit even aunts yes especially aunts oh well because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. 
So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. If somebody's trying to scry on you or you have somebody who's trying Sanctuary. to- Sanctuary. Yeah. Sanctuary yeah. is a great one. Spider climb. Cure wounds. Cure wounds. Yo. Cure wounds. You turn wounds. another. You can turn your barbarian into a into a healer or your fighter <laughs> with a become, sword. Your healer can become a, 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 your fighter can become a healer. Run up, conk people with their sword, and they regain. They regain health. Like it's really good if you use yeah, it properly. And you can put a second level cure wounds. Into oh, absorb elements is a reaction. Never mind. That would have been sick to have too. But oh well. Yeah. Uh, it requires one action to cast. So it mm. can't be a bonus action. It can't be a reaction. It can't be something that takes a, a longer time to cast. Mm. But still. That's a shame because Misty Steppels and they would have been fun. Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't actually, no, I don't think they get that, but that would be cool. It depends on how you do this, how the DM rules it, but it doesn't say to cast, the creature can take an action to cast the spell. It says the creature can use an action to produce the spell's effect from the item, which I believe means the barbarian should be able to use it while raging because the barbarian isn't casting the spell the barbarian is yeah. activating a magic item that produces mm. that effect and it uses yeah, yeah, your yeah. spell casting yeah. ability modifier so if if the only thing is the concentration i think that's the only way yes, you that's wouldn't be able to concentrate on anything so you'd want to give them i mean but cure wounds ain't concentration so if you want to run nope. around healing people using uh cure wounds which by the way cure wounds is 1d8 plus your spell casting ability modifier so the barbarian can mm. be healing people for one especially if you put a second level uh, cure wounds in there for 2d8 plus 5 10 times during very a battle good, very good sweet p and, and again your barbarian is the one who can get around who can get into places yeah. a lot of the time when there's actually like a player death it's just because the healer can't get to yeah. you or the healer's tied up you know or whatever it is if your barbarian can you know your barbarian can take the swings yeah uh, like as they go through yeah. you know or what i mean rogue can uh, slip in real quickly and yes bing, yeah, thief rogues would be yeah. even better because they can use items as bonus actions. So they could use an action to activate this magic item, use cure Whoa. second level cure wounds on somebody as a bonus action, and then also attack. Whoa. Like, Whoa. That's it's fun. a good one. That's it's fun. a good one, that one. That's if you very use fun. It yeah, it's super fun. Uh, what is next? Yeah. Next um, is Magic Item Savant. At 14th Ooh. level, your skill with magic items deepens even further. You can attune oh. up to five magic items this time at once, um, and you ignore all class, race, spell, and level requirements on attuning to or using a magic item. It's just free for <laughs> all. so good. You can attune wow. to anything or use any Ooh. magic item that, that Which doesn't is require ridiculous. Like, there's, like, some magic items which are very specifically done that way. Like, I'm pretty sure it isn't, like, the orb of dragon kind or something. <laughs> like, that's definitely tied to dragon, like, yeah. actual dragons. Like, like PCs can't use it. But now you ignore reason, that. For a reason, because you can summon all dragons within, like, 200 miles. <laughs> like, I guess, but theoretically... I mean, wild. it says class race. Technically, dragons aren't a race; they're a they're a classification of creature. But I don't know. Let the DM sure. decide. I, yeah, yeah I mean, look if you if you did a hey DM me <laughs> with that, I'd be like, fuck it. Okay, well, let's go, <laughs> let's go. This has yes. broken my campaign, but I shouldn't have put this item in there in the first place. Yes. That's always the way I look at it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can't put an item in there. Uh, like, yeah, I would say I wouldn't put an item in front of my players if I didn't intend for them to somehow find a way to yeah. use it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. I was just hoping they'd have to go and see someone who could use it and not just, no, nah, I'll use it. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think at level 14, though, you've kind of got to expect that shit. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, like most classes by this point have a bit of a, hey, DM. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. They a, <laughs> they've, got, they've got one Rogues of those features. With their reliable talent. Hey, DM. Uh, I get a, hey, I get a 20, I get an automatic 22 on my stealth check. Can't get below it. <laughs> I, I, I very much had this when I, I did the the um the dungeon run thing. Yeah. And um Were you an I, I couldn't for that? roll uh, yes, yeah. yeah. I couldn't roll below a nineteen on persuasion or deception. Yeah. It's bro- it's like it's bonkers. literally impossible nice. for me to roll below that a nineteen. So it was always like a uh he was like, Oh, roll a persuasion check, and I was like, Well, it's going to be at least a nineteen. Oh look, it's a thirty one or something like <laughs> yeah. it was Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> like it was so wild. Um Cool. So then, uh, at 18th level, you can attune to six items at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are just dripping with the sauce. You have so many point. items that you have that you can use. Just, you can arm yourself Ooh, to the belt. nines. Yeah. And if you do this well, like if you think about the things that you can get by this point, you could have a belt of hill giant strength. So your strength could be 21. Yeah. You could have uh, a propulsion armor. So you've got extra movement. You could have an amulet of health. So your intel, your, uh, your uh, constitution is high. Yeah. There is actually, there is a, there is an intelligence based like helm thing, which yeah. gives you an intelligence yeah. of 19. Mm. Uh, like you could literally max your stats out and, you could probably have yeah your wigged boots not to mention your ac could probably be ridiculously yeah, high well because you could 20s. have armor plus cloaks yeah. plus shield like magic shields mm-hmm. magic cloak magic it, like it's truly yeah. insane so you have a cloak the combination plus enhanced uh defense like shields, just all these the, yeah. things yeah yeah you could easily get up to like a 23 24 ac <laughs> with this uh like easily yeah. easily yeah. It's like, it's really good. M- mind sharpener stuff like that. I'm just not gonna fail concentra- concentration checks. <laughs> even like, if I get, yeah. if I even get hit, I also my constitution is also <laughs> a 19. So I already have now because I'm proficient in those saves and I'm level 18. I get like a plus 10 to those saves. And if on the off chance that I not only got <laughs> hit but also rolled a one or whatever, <laughs> I can just <laughs> get to succeed. Thing is, Thing is, have five <laughs> items. They get a cloak of displacement or something, and then you're completely you're home and dry. Yeah. Like at that point, you know what it's I mean. If silly. your AC is like twenty three and everyone has disadvantage to hit you, then it's over. Yeah, it's over. Hey DM, you fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and this is and this is I will say this is one of the things I really really enjoy about artificers. You can make this. This is genuinely I think the closest you can get to like a true one man army type thing yeah. yeah because with this you could really cover all your you bases could you could have like an you could have like an oath bow which could give you wild ranged options you could have uh you know like jimmy like you could have heavy armor you could have shields you could have a, a flame tongue sword yeah jimmy like there is so many ways and those are not with, infusions, if you had a flame tongue flame tongue swords and oath no no, no. Infusions, but you can still get them somewhere i'm just saying but you can st- that's what i mean if you can get them you can attune to them you can stack yourself up yeah to the nines with this stuff. So silly. Like, if you got a flame-tongued greatsword with a hill giant strength, (laughs) you would have a, like, You have a plus five, you have a plus five, uh, plus if you're proficient with it, you'd have, like, a plus plus 11 to attack with it, I think. 
a plus eleven. Yeah, yeah. and then like it's like so like what four d six plus eleven. Yeah, add great weapon master. Yeah, I mean you're doing you're you're slinging heavy barbarian numbers at that yeah. point. Like wow. heavy barbarian. You have numbers. to probably have taken it's a feat a- to be proficient with martial weapons. Or there's another great weapon master. Oh, does great? Oh yeah, great weapon do, master gives yeah, you it gives you proficiency. Dang. Yeah, dang. <laughs> That's dang. what I mean. It's so versatile. It's so it's versatile. real good. It's it's but, real. You good. know what gets even, makes uh, it even better? Jeremy, is level twenty. Bring us home. We've been talking about bring all these infusions yeah. and how it's real nice that you can infuse to all these things. Well, at level twenty, you get Soul of Artifice, which gives you a plus one bonus to all saving throws per magic item you are currently attuned <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> so, at level yeah. 20 all those constant tr- concentration checks because you have an ac you have a uh, excuse me a con now of 19 and you're proficient with it which makes an automatic plus 10 at that point because uh because you get a plus now that if you're attuned to six magic items you get a plus, you have a 16, plus 16 to constitution saving throws it's v- you could get also the same in intelligence as well. Yes, you could have a plus sixteen to intelligence. You have, a, you have a plus, I think, seventeen with that because that becomes a plus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of plus five, it's five <laughs> plus six plus another six. It's Sweet. silly, and then everything, and then everything else realistically probably averages out to about a plus seven or eight. Yeah, every other saving throw becomes a plus seven or eight. Yeah. It's which means realistically, if you're rolling above a 10, you're probably passing most, especially things. like if well, like you're passing. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, in cloak of no, protection, say, you have cloak of protection yeah. because you another plus one. If you've that's what I'm saying. That. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so with stuff that you've, you've, you've added on, but that's not all everybody. That's not all. Uh, if you are reduced no? to zero no? hit points, but not re- killed outright, you can use your reaction to end one of your artificer infusions, causing you to drop to one hit point instead of zero. So if you're not using your reactions on anything else on those turns, you could theoretically have six opportunities to just say, to no, I dropped back. to one HP instead. Hey, DM. I dropped to one hey, HP DM. instead. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, DM. <sighs> no. Yeah. That's bonkers. Yeah. That's but that's kind. That's a bit. That's a bit zealot barbarian. Yeah, you know? that's like, like that's, that's really because also man you've got literally a, like, too smart to die. That's what that becomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's so wild. Is the fact that like in a, in combat at level twenty, you're not looking at like realistically. You've gone past the point of like really long combats, like level twenty combats. Everything's hitting obscenely hard, and you're hitting obscenely hard. So, yeah. like, I can't even imagine a scenario where you would go down six times in a combat. Yeah, that's, that's you'd have intense. to be well, un- really unlucky, really unlucky to go down six times in a combat. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's intense. Wow, it's, it's, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Like it's it's um, basically th- what we're saying is this is a really cool class. It doesn't seem hmm. like it at first in some ways, maybe, and it can be a little bit complicated in terms of like when you're just starting out. It's a bit daunting. Like it's probably think, not yeah. a great first time class, but yeah, no. like if or first spellcaster class. Yeah, like I'd say like if you because I think that spellcasters introduce you to the idea of having more stuff to track. You know like little things you know once per day use stuff here and there and things like i could think like you know you can you you can build your way up i think yeah. uh you know if you if you uh, yeah if you've done a wizard before then this will be you know you'll be yeah, yeah if you've played a druid or a wizard or something like that you absolutely jump yeah. in there because it's it's yeah, 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 the water's yeah. fine uh the water's electrified yeah, yeah. but it's, it's fine. cool 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, shall we finally do some subclasses? Yes. The, su- the artificer yes. gets their subclasses at level three, just like most other classes. But uh, as we said, there's some major variation in what these can do. I think what we'll do is we'll knock out original, uh, when the Artificer was released in Eberron Rising from the Last War, it came with three subclasses. So we'll do those first, uh, uh-huh. starting with the Battlesmith. Uh, the Battlesmith, I've played this one before. The idea is, again, with the idea of, like Eberron is this war-torn place. So a lot of people, like a lot of the Eberron things are like classes and races and so forth are themed around that war that just ended uh there the idea is that these artificers your battlesmiths are these people who created these robotic creatures that would accompany them into battle to help support them and they'd be there uh helping save people but also doing damage to the opponent they're basically what you essentially have is a robot beast master that's what we have. the the uh, the the ranger uh, beastmaster has been out. At least the base beastmaster has been easily outdone, in my opinion, by the artificer battlesmith. I will jump through here. So. Um, the tool proficiency at third level when you do this you gain proficiency with smith's tools if you already have the proficiency then you can choose proficiency with one other type of artisan's tools of your choice i'm still not letting go of that leather daddy dream uh (laughs) battle you have the battlesmith spells as well you get uh certain spells always prepared after you reach certain levels in this class uh these spells count as artificer spells for you but they don't count against the number of artificer spells you can prepare so at third level you get heroism and shield shield always useful always 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 Uh, fifth level you get branding smite and warning bond can be very useful as well uh ninth level aura of vitality conjure barrage conjure barrage not an awful damaging spell i'm pretty sure i'd have to look at it again it'd be useful uh 13th level aura of purity and fire shield um i can't remember if those are particularly useful but i think they kind of can be uh 17th level you get banishing smite and mass yeah. cure wounds banishing smite can be real big yeah. if you manage to banish smite and and you manage to keep it away uh it can be really get into combat yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's a hdm that's a hdm hdm. uh and also at third level you uh you have the ability or the the feature battle ready which gives you proficiency with martial weapons and this is key when you attack with a magic weapon you can use your intelligence modifier instead of strength or dexterity for the attack and damage rolls. So that thing we were talking about with the flame tongue and the the mm. oath bow, this boy, mm. this boy is proficient with all of that. And those are magic <laughs> weapons. And this this boy can be dropping intelligence modifier attacks with all of those. You don't yeah. even have Which to Which basically means yeah, so I mean, you don't even have to you, like strength becomes a dump stat, and realistically, I mean, I mean, stacks is always good to have some decks, mm-hmm. but like you don't need it. Yeah, you don't need yeah. it. Like, this, this basically. Whereas I'd say food. most classes generally, you'll you would need some decks. Yes, you know, because there's so many weapons that are reliant on it that you will probably have proficiency in. So, whereas yeah, this just gives you a gives you two dump stats yes. that you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now you don't have heavy armor proficiency, but you could always take a feat for that if you really wanted to. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. But this basically narrows your stat focus to like intelligence and constitution at that point. Uh, and you could do wisdom, I guess, but really intelligence con become your too big. So also at third level, you get your steel defender. It's, you can describe it however you want what it looks like, but it's this 
steel robotic thing that accompanies you into battle. Uh, it shares your initiative count. You get to, by the way, decide its appearance, whether it has two legs or four. I, you should probably also be able to give it three legs or maybe just wheels or something. I don't know. Talk about your oh, yeah. yeah, or no legs. Maybe it's... Big flubber, yeah. big flubber. Yeah, maybe it has like little, like a little, uh, it's like a drone that floats Ooh. next to you. Um, although the yeah. fly speed could make it a little powerful, but who cares? It doesn't save walking speed. It just says speed. Hover speed, hover speed. Hover, hover, hover speed. speed, yeah. So it hover shares speed. your initiative count, but it takes its turn immediately after yours. It can use and move and use react. It can move and use reactions on its own, but the only action on its turn it, that it takes is dodge, unless you take a bonus action to command it to take another action. That one can be that action could be one in its stat block or some other action. If you are incapacitated, it can use any action of its choice. So if you are incapacitated, this thing's like it snaps to life and is like, okay, it's my time. Uh, can use any action mm. it wants to, not just not just dodge. Uh, if the mending spell is cast on it, it regains two d six hit hit points. And if it has died within the last hour, you can use your smith tools as, a re- as an action to revive it, provided you are within five feet and you expend a spell slot of first level or higher. The steel defender... This brings up a very important thing as well. Take mending. Yeah. Uh, you're an artist. Very useful. Take yeah. mending. Very useful. Very useful. Take mending. Yeah. It's very useful. Yeah. Take mending. You, you, the, all the things you will mend. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the shit that you make will, will break yeah. and then you can mend yeah. it. And it's a cantrip, so it's free. Yep. Take mending. <laughs> the steel defender, uh, if you do this, the steel defender returns to life after one minute with all, it hit, all its hit points restored. And at the end of a long rest... You can just create a new steel defender if you have smith tools with you. If you already have a, a steel defender from this feature, the first one dies <laughs> just immediately yeah. when you make the second one. So I guess you just deactivate the old one. You're, yeah. And yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, use yeah, the parts yeah. now and create another one. Okay. Uh, the defender also dies if you die. Uh, well, use the word perishes, which is nice, but yeah, it it de- it it stops working. So it's a medium construct. Armor class is fifteen. Hit points are two plus your intelligence modifier plus five times your artificer level. Uh, it has a uh, number of hit dice which are d eight equal to your artificer level. Speed is forty feet. Doesn't specify walking or any any swimming speed. Well, you know who. Yeah. So what your DMs want to let you do. Um, strength is fourteen. Dex is twelve. Con is 14, intelligence is 4, so it's about as smart as like a dog or something like that. Uh, wisdom is 10, charisma is 6, really. If you make one that's cute, it should be higher in my opinion. But you know, the <laughs> saving throws are the dex, it's proficient in dex saving throws. It's one, it's uh, the dex is 1 plus the proficiency bonus, and constitution is 2 plus your proficiency bonus. Um, uh, and then it's uh, skills, it's proficient in athletics, which is 2 plus proficiency, perception, uh, uh, which is zero plus your proficiency bonus times two. So it actually has expertise in uh, perception. It's immune to poison. It's immune to being charmed, exhausted, poisoned. Uh, it's has. It's a loyal little. It's a loyal boy. Yeah, it's a loyal boy. It has dark vision yeah. out to sixty feet. Its passive perception is ten plus its pr- your proficiency bonus times two. Uh, it understands the languages you speak. Uh, its proficiency bonus is the same as yours, and it cannot be surprised. It's immune to surprise. Uh, and then as far wow. as as far as far actions, you have Force Empowered Rend. Within five feet, it has your spell attack modifier to hit and against one t- a target that you can see, and it does 1d8 plus proficiency bonus force damage. And then rep- it can repair itself three times a day. Uh, the magical mechanisms inside the defender restore 2d8 plus proficiency bonus hit points to itself or to one construct or object within mm. five feet of it. So that can be used. 
Damn. or just to heal Man, itself. if you're on a boat, like if you're on a boat mm-hmm. and you start taking some water yeah, or whatever, you just send your steel boat. defender uh, doesn't need to breathe. You know what I mean? It's oh, just, just down un- there. In the water, just fixing the boat from yeah, the outside. Yeah, just, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, mending the boat. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 then yeah, yeah, reactions, yeah. it can deflect attack. This is really nice. Uh, it mm. imposes disadvantage on the attack roll of one creature it can see that is mm. within five feet of it, provided the attack roll is against a creature other than the defender. So I, I, the way that I read this, it should be able to use deflect attack without you specifically saying using a bonus action to say, hey, deflect attack, because that's the only action it takes on its turn. So the reaction, mm. like it, it can only take, excuse me, the only thing that it can take on its turn is the dodge action unless you use the bonus action to instruct it. But mm. this is a reaction. So I think it should be able to impose disadvantage on attacks against you or someone else, uh, no matter what, which is really, neat, sure. really, really useful. Then you get extra yeah. attack at fifth level, uh, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. Basically, what this is telling you is that you have become a martial class. You have from the artificer, yeah. you have now become a martial combat class. Uh, mm-hmm. Then at ninth level, you get arcane jolt. Uh, when you either hit a target with a magic weapon attack or your steel defender hits a target, you can channel magic energy through the strike to make the target take an extra 2d6 force damage or choose one creature or object you can see within 30 feet of the target. That that creature or object is healed with 2d6 uh, HP. Mm-hmm. And you can use this a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier, but you can do so no more than once on a turn. And that's, you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Very useful. You can be shooting somebody, like, you can be shooting the bad guy with your rifle, and then also healing somebody else. You could be using this to heal the the steel defender, just as part of that attack, within 30 feet of you. Very, very nice. Uh, this is so wild. This is all on top of all the shit we just mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't think like well, honestly, most people yeah, do not describe yeah. the artificer as being overpowered, but I will say it can be very effective. It ain't underpowered. It, yeah, I would say, <laughs> at least in the case of the Battlesmith, I'm not. I don't think this is an underpowered subclass. Yeah. This is pretty solid. No. And then yeah. finally, at 15th yeah. level, uh, your arcane jolt and steel defender become more powerful. The extra damage and healing of your arcane jolt at 15th level increases to four. 4d6 which is nice you can now shoot somebody and drop an extra 4d6 force damage on them or heal somebody for an extra 4d6 also your seal defender gets a plus two bonus to ac which puts it at 17 which isn't amazing at especially at the 15th level when you're going to be up in the fray it's okay yeah for a companion creature the fact that you have which is very easy to heal as well bear in mind you have (laughs) another creature on the battlefield that isn't theoretically splitting the xp it's just part of it's just with you uh oh and also, uh, whenever your steel defender uses deflect attack, the attacker takes force damage equal to one d four plus your intelligence modifier, which at that point uh, is what? Is, yeah, which at that wow. point is a plus should be a plus five. So the attacker should be taking an extra, an additional at least six minimum of six force damage six. just for Excellent. attacking you. For daring oh, to it's attack, just an you. extra six minimum. Yeah, oh, it's just an extra yeah. six minimum for daring to attack. Wow. Yeah, as long as the steel wow. defender is within five feet of of uh, that attacking creature, it's very nice. Mm, very it's nice. a very nice, mm, very nice mm, little mm. subclass. I like it. Yeah. It's, is it, yeah, is it's it insane? Nice no, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But I would say the base class is perhaps a little spicier than some of the other base classes. Yeah. And just allows for a lot more customization. Yeah. And I actually think you hit the nail on the head, Jeremy. This is a this feels like much more 
This this is basically what the uh, the the the, the uh, a ranger should have this version. Mm, yeah, yeah. This is this is what the beastmaster should be. This level of versatility with a creature is exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I yeah. This is great. This is very good. Um, why don't you go next, Yodzi? Well, I'm doing the artillerist. Um, so on top of all of that stuff, like now, <laughs> now if you like projectile shooting shits and you like ooh. explosions on a battlefield, now you can do that. Like, mm, you can go ooh. in, like, essentially, like, you get a flamethrower if you want. Like, like you can essentially, like, napalm people, which is great. Um, oh, so an oh, artillerist oh. specializes in using magic to hurl energy, projectiles, and explosions on a battlefield. This destructive power is valued by armies, obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, you are, you could be in a, you could be, like, in a Mad Max-esque kind of world. Mm. Fury Road kind of vibe, um, mucking about. So I'm at third level. You basically, you become a distant, bla- you become a ranged blaster, basically. Yeah, you're just a ranged blaster, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So mm. at third, third level, your spells, uh, the artillery spell is, um, uh, this is, you get shield and thunder wave. Fifth, scorching ray and shatter. Ninth, fireball and wind wall. 13th, Ice Storm and Wall of Fire. And 17th, Cone of Cold and Wall of Force. Yeah. Spicy spells. I like that shield. I like that scorching ray and shatter. I like that fireball, that wind wall. I like that Cone of Cold. Yeah. Ice Storm. Okay. Let's go. Very nice. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Also, at third level, you get Eldritch Eldritch Cannon, uh, which, I mean, like, it's. It's what it is on the tin, right? It's a magical cannon. Um, and uh, you can, so basically using woodcarver's tools or smith's tools, you can take an ag- action to magically create a small or tiny eldritch cannon in an unoccupied space on a horizontal surface within five feet of you. A small eldritch cannon occupies its, its space and a tiny one can be held in one's hand. Once you create a cannon, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest or until you expend a spell slot to create one. Um, you can only have one cannon at a time, basically. It's an object... Oh. The cannon has an AC of 18 and a number of hit points equal to five times your artificer level. It's immune to poison and psychic damage. Um, and if it's forced to make an ability check or saving throw, throw treat it, um, treat all its ability scores as 10. Um, um, if mending is cut, ca- yeah, yeah, 10 plus zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. mending spell, if the mending spell is cast on it, it regains 2d6 hit points and it disappears if it is reduced, reduced to zero hit points or after one hour, you can dismiss it early as an action. I'd just like to throw out there, somehow yeah. this cannon has a higher uh, charisma than the steel defender. Uh, you can make a little, you can make a little like pug steel defender and have it just be the cutest little, and, and now pugs are like actually biologically viable because this is a robot and it still has a lower charisma. <laughs> than your and little a higher in, and te- your technically cannon. a higher intelligence. <laughs> yes. The cannon has a higher intelligence, which, to be fair, yeah, I think that's probably true. Cannons are smarter than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannons are smarter than puppies, <laughs> certainly than pugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can determine its appearance or whether it has legs, um, and you you can decide which type it is on the Eldritch Cannon table. Um, so you get a flame. So here we are, flamethrower. The cannon, the cannon exhales fire at an adjacent 15-foot cone that you designate. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw against your spell save DC, taking 2d8 fire damage on a failed, failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. The fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. You get the force ballista. Make a ranged spell attack originated from the cannon at one creature or an object within 120 feet of it. On a hit, the target takes 2d8 force damage, and if the target 
is a creature. It is pushed up to five feet away from the cannon. Then you get the protector. The cannon emits a burst um, of positive energy that grants itself and each creature of your choice within 10 feet of it a number of temporary hit points equal to 1d8 plus your intelligence modifier minimum of plus one. It's quite a nice yeah. little, little, little boon. You can yeah. heal people. You create like yeah. a little, <laughs> just a heal uh, station. It, it's worth, it's worth mentioning as well that this, um, this is a bonus action. Yeah. Yes. You can use this as a bonus. Yeah. Now it's temp yeah. hit points, this so is... it's not quite as good, but it's still, it's still, it's still good. Hey, oh, I Sometimes don't know, those man. temp uh, hit points uh, come in handy, man. Yeah. Yeah. A 15 foot, a 15 foot cone, 60 feet feet away from you yeah uh you know with something that has no uh, repercussion you know i mean if, if it if the cannon gets destroyed you can just make another one like yeah. it's not a problem yeah. uh like a 15 foot cone of 2d8 as a bonus action yeah. very nice yeah. oh very nice oh that's gonna clean very, house very nice. yeah it's pretty, that's gonna it's clean pretty house that's good yeah it's a solid it's a good. solid blaster like a support blaster yeah it will it outpace a wizard probably not will it outpace a sorcerer probably not but it's it's but this is, but but as a bonus action though, do yeah. you know what I mean? Thing you can still you can be shooting as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. You could be shooting. You could be casting spells. Yeah. You can be doing anything. Multitasking, like. multitasking. Uh, um, at mm. fifth level, you gain an arcane arcane firearm. You know how to turn a wand, staff, or rod into an arcane firearm, um, a conduit of your destructive spells. When you finish a long rest, you can use woodcarver's tools to carve special sigils into a wand, staff, or rod, and thereby turn it into an arcane firearm. The sigils disappear from the object if you later carve them on a different item. Um, you can use your arcane firearm as a spell casting focus for your artificer spells. When you cast an artificer spell through the firearm, roll the d8, um, and you gain a bonus to one of the spell's damage rolls equal to the number rolled. Not so bad. Can make it, yeah, it's not bad. Nice. A little bit of an addition there. Yeah. At yeah. ninth level, yeah. you gain explosive cannon. The cannon, um, uh, the every elder's cannon you create is now more destructive. The cannon's damage rolls all increase by 1d8. As an action, you can command the cannon to detonate if you are within 60 feet of it. Uh, doing so destroys the cannon and forces each creature within 20 feet of it to make a deck saving throw against your spell save DC, taking 3d8 force damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so just really cool. that w- with your yeah. force ballista, that means from yeah. 120 feet away, so you can be shooting people for 3d8 force damage as a bonus action every turn. Very mm. nice. Yeah. Very yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, uh, if, if you want that Hail Mary move, 120 feet away, uh, you could, uh, or you can you could flamethrower 3d8 on all those yeah. creatures, then detonate, detonate the Ooh. thing, and that's another 3d8. That's like, that could be 68 yeah. in a round nice. uh, of damage to like, and an, an AoE yeah. as well. That's AoE. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's, That's not, not bad. bad That's not bad. And then at 15th level, you get fortified position. You're a master of forming well-defended um, um, emplacements using Eldritch Cannon. You and your allies have half cover while within 10 feet of a cannon you create with Eldritch Cannon as a result of a shimmering field of magical protection that the cannon emits. Um, you can now have two cannons at the same time. You can create two with the, with the same action, but not the same spell slot. And you can activate both of them with the same bonus action. You determine whether the cannons are identical to each other or different. You can't create a third cannon while you have two. 
That's pretty good. Now you got like two spicy boys. I yeah, I like this. I like the funnel your enemies into a narrow corridor and have eldritch cannons <laughs> on either side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blasting I was thinking flamethrower just as they try to get through, <laughs> just be like torching them in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Um, that's yeah, fun. fun. That's it's fun. It's I think a, it's a once cool you get class. to two, yeah. cool subclass. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm always I'm very I've, I've said this a lot of times and I'll say it again and I'll say it some more times I'm a big fan of anything that allows you to use bonus actions or reactions because I think that it's quite often something that I think about when I'm building a character when I'm trying to re-optimize a character I'm like okay what options can I give myself at bonus action level or reaction level mm -hmm. and I feel like this is a very very spicy uh, a bit of damage or healing mm -hmm. uh, as a bonus action yeah. For free, no spell component. Like you know, I mean, no spell slots, no nothing. You have a mobile healer that at what at uh, ninth level can do two d eight of healing plus your intelligence modifier. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 good. It's very very good. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Every single every single turn, uh, people can get two d eight plus five, at, uh, mm. temp hit points. That's nice. That's yeah, nice. yeah, that's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah, um, beautiful. Then I will go on to the alchemist. <laughs> is an expert in uh, combining um, combining uh, things to great magical effects. Uh, the alchemists can use their creation to give life or leech it away. Um, this is your lotions and potions, mm -hmm. dude. This mm -hmm. is uh, your professor Snape. <laughs> uh, this is the. Yeah. This is your potion master speaking, yes. and at uh, level three, <laughs> you get alchemist spells. Um, we should all do the rest of this as Alan Rickman for the rest of this. Alan Rickman, <laughs> I will flaming sphere. Okay. Uh, so at level three, you get healing word and ray of sickness. Level five, you get flaming spear and melts. Melf's Acid Arrow. At level 9, you get Gaseous Form and Mass Healing Word. At level 13, you get Blight and Death Ward. And at level 17, you get Cloud Kill and Raise Dead. Raise Dead you can know be really like useful. That. You know how I like to raise me some dead? Yeah. You know how I love me to this raise me some dead? This turns you into a support dead, class. So. Even looking at those spells, yeah. Healing Word right off the bat is a great Mass support. Healing and Word. And then you get Mass Healing Word. Line. Yeah. Like, Flaming Sphere can be a solid ward. Um, battlefield control. Death Ward. Uh, Blight's a nice attack, potentially spell attack. Nice. And, of course, Raise Dead. Yeah. Oh, and we, we didn't mention this, well. but we should. The you Instead of the tool proficiency that, uh, that you get with the Battlesmith, with the Artillerist, you get tool proficiency in Woodcarver's tools. But, again, you can pick a different yes. one if you already have that one. Mm. Uh, and with the Alchemist, you get proficiency with Alchemist's supplies. Uh, but you can do yes. one if you need to. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and so, at level three, you get Experimental Elixir. When you finish a long rest, you can magically produce an Experimental Elixir in an empty flask that you touch. Roll on the Experimental Elixir table for the Elixir's effects, which are triggered when someone drinks the Elixir. Uh, as an action, the uh, creature can drink the Elixir and... Um, uh, or it can be administered, or administered to an incapacitated creature, which is uh, definitely worth uh, mentioning. Uh, you can create experimental elixirs, expending one spell slot, uh, or um, oh, sorry, one first level spell slot or higher for each one. And when you do so, you use an action to create an elixir in an empty flask that you touch. Uh, so basically, you can create more than just the ones that you get at the beginning of uh, uh, a long rest. 
Uh, creating experimental elixirs requires your alchemist supplies, um, and you can create. Uh, you can uh, any elixir you can create with this feature lasts until drunk or until the end of your next long rest. And when you reach certain levels uh, in this class, you can uh, make more elixirs at the end of a long rest. Two at level six, three at level fifteen, um, and yes, and you roll for them all separately. Uh, so you roll a d six. You can have a healing uh, when the uh, drinker uh, when they they basically get two d. Uh, four plus your intelligence model of fire of healing uh, you get uh, swiftness uh, their walking speed increases by 10 feet for an hour resilience they get a plus one to their AC for 10 minutes uh, boldness they can roll a d4 and add the number to each to every attack roll and saving throw they make for the next minute mm. um, that real uh, nice. yeah that's real Woo-hoo! nice flight uh, they get a flying speed nice. Uh, it's only of 10 feet, okay. but still a flying okay. speed for 10 minutes. Uh, and then transformation, uh, you can basically cast the altar self spell, uh, and the drinker def- determines what transformation, uh, that they wish, uh, to have. And that lasts for again, 10 minutes. Uh, and that basically you can do aquatic adaptation, which allows you to like get, like basically get gills. You get swimming speed, you get to breathe underwater. You can change your appearance. Uh, so you can weight, height, all that kind of thing. And then you can also do natural weapons. So you can get like claws, you can grow claws and stuff like that, basically. Mm. Um, and uh, so that's that. Um, uh, those are the experimental elixirs. Um, you're like a mad scientist. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Who yeah. knows what you're Fully mixing like a on scientist. any given day? Yeah, but it's gonna be gonna be fun. And there's a few of those again, like AC for ten minutes. Yeah, that's, that's great. A D four to attack rolls and saving that's throws for a yeah. minute. Transformation again, in the right just, circumstances can also be super useful. You just down that in the first. Uh, you just down that right before you go into combat, and you basically got it for the whole combat. Because yeah. uh, most combats do not take longer than a minute. Then you get Alchemy Savant. You have developed a masterful. Oh, this is at fifth level. Sorry, you give it. You gain a masterful command of the magical chemicals, enhancing the healing and the damage that you when you create them. Whenever you cast a spell using your alchemist supplies as a spellcasting focus, you gain the bonus. Um, you gain uh, the bonus to one roll for that spell uh you that that roll must restore hit points or do damage that deals acid fire necrotic or poison damage and the bonus is equal to your intelligence modifier a minimum of one that one seems a little bit more uh limited in fact i would say this is yes. my pick yeah. for weakest artificer subclass if only because mm. it's very difficult to predict i like the unpredictability but some of these <laughs> elixirs are clearly stronger than others yeah. <clears throat> Especially if you've only got the like one up until level six. Yeah. So like you'd only one a day. So if you just get stuck with, I don't know, um I mean I, they're all useful, but, but some are just and a lot some more. Some are more useful in specific Transformation might be yeah. yeah, like you know, transformation might not be very useful in all situations. Yeah. Whereas like flight or bolt. And it's only ten feet of flight ever. is the thing. You're like, okay, well we don't need anybody yeah, to fly yeah. today, but you got got ten feet of flight per six seconds. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying if you you're if you know that you're if you if you know that you're uh, if you know that you're going somewhere where you might fall, it could be useful potentially. <laughs> yeah, but again, the situation yeah, that's true. Situation. <laughs> but yeah. like, and even with this, it specifically it either has to restore hit points with the spell for alchemical savant, or it has to deal mm. specifically acid, fire, necrotic, or poison. Poison is already a yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bad kind of damage. So many things resist nothing. or immune to it. 
Uh, acid is mm. already kind of like meh. fire gets resisted a lot. Things. Necrotic's good, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like that's necrotic. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It's 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 very situ- It's a little more situational. I would say it's a little more limiting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And again, maybe the style of campaign, do you know what I mean? The style of campaign, it, it, it may suit a style of campaign yeah. more so than others, um, is what I would say. Uh, like city campaigns, I should imagine this probably works pretty yeah. well. Because like a minimal fly speed will help you get on a roof. Uh, you know, stuff like yeah. that. It's, uh, so yeah. I guess if I, I, would I, the way I would boost that would just say it. you can add it to the uh, hit uh, to one roll of the spell and the spell just has to either hit, restore hit points or do damage. I would just say yeah, all kinds of so. damage not, instead of yeah, yeah, just those specific it. kinds. And that makes this immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. way better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, and then uh, you get restorative. Is that Regents? Yes. Reagents. So go with Regents. I think that's how Reagents. Fine, we'll go with reagents. Um, you incorporate in restorative reagents into some of your work. Whenever a creature drinks an experimental elixir that you've created, the creature gains temporary hit points equal to 2d6 plus your intelligence modifier. You can cast Lester Restoration, or, sorry, or you can cast Lester Restoration um, without expending a sp- spell slot and without uh, preparing the spell, provided you use your alchemist supplies as an spell casting focus. You can use this equal uh, to a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier and you regain all expended uses at the end of a long rest i see in fact i think you get both yeah you get models. both it's not all you get both of those um so again this is like this is situational like if there if you are in some like gr- gr- if this if you are in that noir grimy grungy city setting and it's all mad scientists and wacky creations and everyone's going around poisoning each other and stuff like this this is very useful yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then less restoration uh, without expending a spell slot is massive. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's very good. Uh, it's a, like end disease and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, you know, 10 points is always a good thing. 10 points is always a good yes. thing. Uh, level nine, you'll have uh, two elixirs. So if you've got a party member and yourself, you can you drink it. You get to fly and some tip, 10 hit points. It's fine. Yeah. A minimum of um, seven. And then a minimum of seven. Indeed. Uh, and then at level 15, you get chemical mastery. Uh, you have been exposed to so many chemicals <laughs> that they pose little risk to you. <laughs> You've basically become a radiator yes. <laughs> to a certain extent. Um, and you can choose, uh, you can use them to end certain ailments. You gain resistance to acid and poison damage. Yeah. And you are immune to the poisoned condition. Yeah, again, yeah. The thing is that there's multiple class, there's multiple races that already get that. That's that's what I don't like about. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can cast greater restoration and heal without expending a uh, spell slot, without preparing the spell, and without material components. That's, that's good. Um, that's very good. <laughs> Once you cast a spell uh, with this feature, you can't cast the spell again until you finish a long rest. But I mean, that heal is good. seventy. Heal does heal seventy HP. hit points. Yeah. yeah. That's, really That's nice. pretty. Without and rolling, all you have to do is use your alchemist just, supplies, the spellcasting focus. That's it, and you do that once. Which you, day. which is yeah. fine. Yeah, which that's fine. that's like, the that's first easy. ability that we've gotten to that I've gone. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, like I look at I look at uh, that, and that that would be my big thing with this class is that very little of this mm. makes me go. Ooh. Ooh. Whereas, yeah, you want the you want the Jeremy. Yeah. There was stuff noise. with the other yeah. subclasses that I would at least go. Ooh. 
Like none. I think if I think if I think what I would say is if you got all of this stuff and there was a little bit, even just one point of scaling of some of the abilities yes. for the elixirs, then I would say you know what I mean. Healing becomes like useless a, like, by the time you're like level fifteen. Who wants two d four yeah, 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 yeah. plus five HP? Like sh- that's nothing. Sure, if yeah. you're just trying to bring somebody back up, but like, come on. Or like, yeah, like they all become a like you know everything that rolls involves a dice, which go which is a d4 goes to a d8 oh, or a, something like that. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Uh, you get a plus two to AC for ten minutes. Your you uh, walking increase speed, your speed increases by, by ten, another ten like 20 feet. Yeah, each or time. Or, yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, flying speed becomes t- like twenty. I don't think Bro- there's any reason why you couldn't. If it, if it keeps, do you know what I mean? That would be good. Scaling. That would be good. Yeah. If you're if you're by level, if you're dropping two d12 plus intelligence modifier. That's that's not amazing, mm. but it's pretty decent. And if you're, it's enough to it's enough to actually want to use it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like by level fifteen upwards, you're going to forget to roll your elixirs yeah. at the beginning of the day. <laughs> like I can guarantee <laughs> you're just gonna be like, uh, I mean, I'll guess I'll see if I get flight. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything else is maybe the pl- I mean, yeah. You Boldness can, is I mean, the I, only one that I'm like, you just get blessed. Even just, then, it, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a, it's, it's every fine. attack roll and saving throw. Like it's it's mm. decent. The saving throw is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, no. yeah. Anyway, Jeremy, do you want to talk about my favorite uh, artificer yes. subclass? Yes, uh, and I think it's I think it's most people's favorite artificer subclass. <laughs> this was the only one that did not come out in in uh, Eberron Rising from the Last War. This was released in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. This is the one that ev- I think most people, when they read the artificer, this is the first one that people go, "Ooh, Dang. ooh, damn, hey DM." ADM. Yes, this is the armorer. This is the one that I nearly. Yeah, you almost. There was a point where we were trying to make Tova work as an armorer. Um. So, the armorer uh, is. Remember earlier when Jasper was like, "Oh, this infusion, you become like Iron Man." This is Iron Man. This is this is this is your Iron Man subclass. Uh, you basically, uh, well, first of all, before we get to the really, really good stuff, um, the tools of the trade, you get, you become proficient with heavy armor. So you immediately start to become a tank. And really that's what this, this, this turns you into potentially either a tank or like a roguey infiltrator, which we will talk about. Whereas the battlesmith turns you into like a martial up close or uh, mid range to up close uh, fighter, and the art- artillerist turns you into a ranged blaster, and the alchemist turns you into a support class. The armorer turns you into either a tank or a sneaky roguey type. Um, so you are proficient with heavy and just as well, just uh, heavy armor as well. Like you're talking at an eighteen minimum. Yes. That's literally like the minimum of, of heavy armor is. The, you know, yeah. if you go for like plate armor or something like that, you're looking at you want that full plate. Good. You want that full plate. Full um, plate. You gain proficiency with smith tools as, re- as well or again if you have proficiency with smith tools you can choose to get leather workers tools or you know any other oh. any other kind of then the armorer spells the armorer gets at third level you get magic missile always good and thunder wave mm. uh fifth mm. level you get mirror image and shatter mirror image can be mm. very useful ninth level you get hypnotic pattern that one can be super yeah, useful. Yeah. And my my favorite, the classic Moody spell, uh, and Love lightning bolt is. I, I think hypnotic pattern up until Moody's Moody's moon sliver was his signature spell. It was my go to. Yeah. It's my go to. So good. It was my, it was my lightning thang. bolt. My also thang. very yeah. solid. Um, fire shield, greater invisibility. That means you remain invisible even after attacking or casting a spell. 
that one can be very, very good. Uh, and then oh. 17th level pass wall and wall of force. I'm pretty sure wall of force at the very least is really good. I can't remember if pass wall is good, but that's yeah. like, those are some solid spells that you always have prepared. Uh, uh, pass wall, uh, a passage appears at a point you choose. Oh, yeah, you can, just you go can through see a within wall. a wooden plaster or stone surface. Uh, basically, it has five. It's five feet wide and eight feet tall and twenty feet deep. And the passage is there's no instability in the structure surrounding it. Uh, when and then it disappears. Yeah, so you can just pass through as long as it's twenty feet deep. You can just pass. You can pass right through it. That's good. That's a. That's what a hell of a hey Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a real hey, yeah, We just Looney Tunes run through the painting I made <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> we just draw a big hole in the wall and then run through <laughs> into the vault that you that you've you know this whole maze. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you know as well as a DM, you do that thing where you go, ah, the room, everything you need is in that one room next to you, but you've got to go all the way through this complicated maze that I have made yeah. for you, and now you're where? You're going oh, where? Cool. Ah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then the the signature uh, aspect of this class, arcane armor at third level. You can turn a suit of armor you're wearing into arcane armor, provided you have smith tools in hand. You gain the following benefits while wearing this armor. If the armor normally has a strength requirement, the armor lacks this requirement for you. You can also use the <laughs> arcane armor as a spellcasting focus for your artificer spells. If the, the armor attaches to you and can be be removed against your will it also expands to cover your entire body although you can retract or deploy the helmet as a bonus action the armor replace cool that's just cool that's just some that's just some iron man shit like that's just some full the armor replaces any missing limbs functioning 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 identically to a body part it is replacing and the armor continues to be arcane armor until you don another suit of armor or you die very nice. Cool. <laughs> uh, you get two armor models that you can pick. Each model features a special weapon. When you attack with that weapon, you add your intelligence modifier instead of strength or dexterity to the attack and damage rolls. And you can change the armor's model whenever you finish a short or long rest, provided you have smith's tools in hand, which, of course, you will very quickly be able to just make a smith's tools if you don't have them uh, with your yep. right tool for the job, I believe, ability that you have. So... Yep. You can either choose to be the Guardian, uh, which turns you into a tank. You get Thunder Gauntlets. Each of the armor's gauntlets count as a simple melee weapon while you aren't holding anything in it, and it deals 1d8 thunder damage on a hit. A creature hit by the gauntlet has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you until the start of your next turn, as the armor magically emits a distracting pulse when the creature attacks someone else. And also, That's so good. Yes, and also <laughs> as a as a bonus action, you have defensive field. You can give yourself temporary hit points equal to your level in this class, replacing any temp hit points you already have. You lose these if you doff the armor. You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. So it just improves your survivability just that much more. Uh, you can, I mean, at level twenty, you're dropping as a bonus action twenty. Uh, twenty temp hit points, which is nice. Um, but it's 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 yeah. a, that's the one I think most people pick, just because you you have thunder fists, thunder, uh, and, yeah, thunder fists. And you, it's similar cool. to the ancients, oath of the ancients barbarian or way, a path of the ancients barbarian. Uh, no, excuse me, ancestral guardian mm-hmm. barbarian. That's what it is, path of the ancestral guardian. Uh, where when you hit somebody, they have disadvantage on attacks on people other than you, and of course your yeah. AC is gonna be 
like beast anyway. Yeah. Fun- uh, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can have it's just just real good. This is a very very solid uh subclass right there. Uh and the, if you don't go with Guardian, you can do Infiltrator. Uh you customize mm-hmm. this is actually what Bakoe had. This is the design that Bakoe had in the King Yati fight. Ew. He was the Infiltrator. You customize your armor for subtle undertakings. It has the following features. Lightning launcher. Well, so but so Bakoe chose to do this one instead of Guardian for the obvious fight that we were going into. Uh, yes, because he because he wanted to be able to do ranged damage. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you get the lightning launcher. Uh, it counts as a simple ranged weapon with a normal range of 90 feet and a long range of 300 feet. I believe he was also a rogue. So it made sense for him to be doing sneak attack. Stop. Uh, stop making it has a normal range of 90 feet, a long range of 300 feet, and it deals 1d6 <laughs> lightning damage on a hit. Once on each of your turns, when you hit a creature with it, you can deal an extra 1d6 lightning damage to that target. So my boy's dropping 2d6 plus sneak attack uh every every turn plus your intelligence modifier. plus your intelligence modifier is true um that's a big stipulation yeah. to make is because uh, that's that's an extra plus, 2d6 plus, plus three, three plus four plus, plus five who knows plus four plus five you know uh, your yeah. walking speed increases by five feet which can also be very nice. And you have yep. dampening field where you have advantage on stealth checks. If the armor normally imposes disadvantage on such checks, the advantage and disadvantage cancel each other out as normal. So if this is so, yeah, it's, it can really make a difference. Tur- like I said, it turns you into a stealthy rogue. Uh, you're- and it stops you from being the one in the party who's like there in the full plate armor in the back. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's real nice. Uh, the then you have. Uh, oh, and the other thing is, if you get like, what is it, mithril armor, or what kind of armor is it that that eliminates the disadvantage on stealth? Because if you have like, uh, yes, mithril, yeah, mithril. Yeah. If you get that kind of, if you get that kind of uh, like full plate. It's really good. You turn to a very, very tanky roguey type. Um, extra mm. attack at fifth level. You can attack twice rather than once. Makes you, again, pushing you in a combat uh, melee or ranged combat direction with this. Uh, then armor modifications at ninth level. You can now uh, infuse your arcane armor. It now counts as separate items for the purposes of your infused mm. items feature. The chest piece, the boots, the helmet, the armor special weapon. Each of those items can bear one of your infusions and the infusions transfer over if you change your armor's model in addition the maximum number of items you can infuse at once increases by two but those extra items must be part of your arcane armor that boosts your central class feature of infusion and i think that's what really pushes this to being Mm. I, I would argue probably the premier artificer subclass. Wait, does that mean you can infuse like at one point you can like when you're at high enough level you can infuse eight yeah, items as long as as long as two of them are a part of your yeah. armor? Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fudge, yeah, yeah. fudge, real good, real good, real good. You have <laughs> you now have boots. You have winged boots as one of your two extra infusions. Like, come on, oh, yeah. come yeah. on. This is you silly. Can fly. Yeah. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly, you exactly. can fly, you can fly. You turn into Perseus. I think it's Perseus who gets the boots, uh, the winged sandals. Anyway. Mm. I was, yeah, I was thinking. I know, I know. You, know, you yeah, can be Peter right. Pan or Perseus. 
uh, or Mario at yeah. the end of Mario 64. Why not? So also then it, it's some humor. Yeah. And then at 15th level, Sorry. you get perfected armor. Uh, you gain additional benefits based on the model of your armor, your arcane armor. If you are a guardian, when a huge or smaller creature you can see ends its turn within 30 feet of you, you can use your reaction to magically force the creature to make a strength saving throw against your spell save DC, pulling the creature up to 30 feet towards you to an unoccupied space. If you pull the target to a space within five feet of you, you can make a melee weapon attack against it as part of this reaction. Uh, you nice. can use this reaction a number of times equal to your proficiency Ooh. bonus, which at this point I think is five times. And you regain all, like at 15th levels, five times. And you regain all expended uses after a long rest. That's real good. That's real good. You could just give yourself and you could be like, get over here. And you just magnetize get someone. Over here. Ha, ha, ha. And it's up to no, a huge no, no, no. creature too. So it's Anything. not even just large. So it's not even just your size. You can be Scorpion. You can be a gnome. You can, you can be Scorpion from Mortal You can be a Good gnome sucking in huge creatures. Just <laughs> no, dragon. Ah, the dragon just ah, <laughs> scratching on the ground being pulled towards you. And then you punch it with your thunder gauntlets for an additional D8. Uh, it's real good. I love the idea of a gnome in a full massive mech suit. So they're like the same height as like a full, as like a Goliath or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. uh, and the infiltrator, yeah. any creature that takes lightning damage from your lightning launcher glimmers with magical light until the start of your next turn. The glimmering creature dim sheds dim light in a five foot radius, has disadvantage on attack rolls against you as the light it jolt as the light jolts it if it attacks you. In addition, the next attack roll against it has advantage, and if that attack hits, the attack the target takes an extra one d six lightning damage. So it turns it's like guiding bolt, except it also gives them disadvantage on attacks against you, and also that extra that next attack event against it that has advantage hits. Get, does an extra 1d6 lightning damage. It's good. It's a good class. It's a good subclass. Mm. It's really cool. It's good. And the flavor of it is it's awesome. Really good. It's really, mm. really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I would say I like the coolest of the Artificer subclasses, but the other ones ain't for the most part, are not slouches either. Ain't no slouches. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's no good slouch. stuff. No. Yeah. Go. It, it reminds me a little bit of the, uh, I, I actually did a, uh, my barbarian uh, got cursed at one point and basically all his muscles atrophied and he lost, oh, no. his, like strength score dropped down. Oh no. Uh, and so I made him, uh, he met a, he met an artificer uh, called John Barea and uh, John Barea made him a thing, yeah, basically called, it was an exoskeleton mm -hmm. effectively. Um, uh, it worked a, a I pulled a couple things from the armorer subclass, basically, oh, nice. uh, to use on to 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 basically like give him. So as the it increased his like strength like up to like an eighteen, mm. and then he got used. He used he got the thunder gauntlets. Um, and then uh, the cool thing I gave it it was that uh, basically when you roll uh, an attack, um. That you can roll like on a chart for it, and basically, if you roll a one, you your suit like uh, uh, like powers down for like a turn. You can only make like a bonus action or something. But if you roll like a six, you get like a haste, and you can use it like once per. Uh, so nice. like, he, oh, that was it. He's a he's a fighter barbarian, and so it was absolutely obscene in one round. I think he attacked like six times oh. at like level five. Nice because, oh, he, he, action because he rolled a six on this thing. Yeah, and he oh, action surged as well. Disgusting. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck have I done? That's really, that's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was real fun. Yeah. It was real uh, fun making how about that. Actually, uh, to yeah. the armor artificer that plays in one of my campaigns right now. 
Erm. He's an armor artificer. Uh, he's a fearbulg who died. He used to be basically used to be Sherlock Holmes's sidekick, and then he got he got <laughs> killed, and Sherlock Holmes was like, nah, and went with Watson instead. And so he's now he's now retired. He's been working at like a cinema uh ever since then it's like a tech guy at a cinema and he just recently got back into the detective game but uh shout out to erm uh played by a person who factored into an earlier story that i just told about the art when i played an artificer he was in that game uh he played yeah huh. yeah he was in that game yeah. it's all full circle yeah. folks it's all full circle mm. good times folks good times. um Wonderful. That was the artificer. Poof, thick so guys. Thick it was a, but it's worth it. It's a yeah. thick. We we knew it was going to be yeah. a thick so. Yeah. We needed to explain this to people. They needed this explaining. Yeah. You know, Just it's, wait a, till the it's a tricky class. We talk about the, the the gunsmith and how many different oh, things yeah. you get with yeah. that. Oh my yeah. word. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strap in for that one, everyone. Strap yeah. in for yeah. that one. Um, but we actually got uh, through yeah, all we'll the subclasses get... in the main episode now. Everybody yeah. gets to hear it. Yeah. Amazing! Yeah. Um, I think the artificer just has is, tons of potential. Is, There's yeah. so many more things you can yes. do with this, but you. I love that you have a mixed spellcaster who can either be a frontline fighter, a support, mm-hmm. or a tank, and all of them are re- or or long ranged blaster, and all of them are relatively viable. Like not yeah. crazy, yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, viable, yeah. but like solid. Yeah. Pretty solid. But I, I, I generally think, honestly, having played uh, uh, a an artificer now, I generally think if you get in the infusions right at a high enough level, there really isn't a scenario which you wouldn't be prepared for on some mm, level. Yeah. you might not be the best mm. in that scenario, but you'll be prepared. You'll be okay. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like you'll, like, you'll, yeah. you'll be okay. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll find a way to fly. You'll find yeah. a. Do you know what I mean? You you probably find a way to burrow through stuff, blast stuff from range, hit things up close. Like I just really enjoy enjoy that you know that you that, that kind of um that versatility i think is really 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 yeah. fun uh and it's very fun to it's fun because you can't really like min max a artificer because there's so many different elements to them but you can like you can just push it yeah. in a really specific i mean the min max is just intelligence really intelligence and con yeah, yeah, yeah. at that just point get, just get crazy intelligence and you're fine yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um but yes, so and it feels nice that we've uh, that this has been a nice thick stowed because I'm having a break now. Yeah. I'm away. Yeah. As of in fact, when everyone at home is listening to this, I am going to be sat on a beach. It's true. <laughs> uh, drinking a, a a cocktail of some description. I don't and, know. And which. Jasper, it's been a while since I've Jasper, had a break. Just to be so clear, just excited. just to be clear, you're mm-hmm. you're not just saying that when this episode is released, you'll be on a beach. What you mean is whenever in the future. A person listens yeah, to, this episode, to this episode, you will be transported. Whatever you're doing, immediately <laughs> transported onto a beach. Does yeah. it matter where oh, you are, shit. what what important or unimportant thing you might have been working on? You could be on the toilet. Now you're on a beach. That's exciting because Jade has to listen to this episode tomorrow to edit it. So I guess I'm going on holiday. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's gonna be great. I'll Jasper, be on a beach. You're trying and- to do work and you. Away from your computer. No! No! (laughs) Again? Again? And and also, it's a randomized beach each time, so it could be like in the middle of a storm. It's not even the same beach. I can't even prepare. I can't even prepare and have a desk on (laughs) that beach. It's like some beach covered in trash that no one goes to. You're on like a beach in Antarctica, just sitting with the penguins, (laughs) just like, no! It's just cold (laughs) to do it again! 
This is a crappy beach. Yeah. It's cold. Anyway, um, thank you all. Well, on that note, uh, we will lay it off. But yes, uh, but I just wanted to say that I will be taking a break. And so uh, I will be leaving three back offlings in the hands of these trusty yeah. two. So if anything goes wrong, blame them. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I will be back in a few weeks. But uh, until then, I am going to say for the last time for two weeks. And I'm really excited to say because I'm so looking forward to this holiday. So long, shy folk. So long, so long shy, shy folk. folk. Meet your new mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're your new mom and dad. Uh, Jasper, <laughs> Jasper has left. We're your new parents now. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? I actually, do you know what? This is the last thing. I, this is the last thing I'll say. We have to leave this in. I was talking to Jade earlier about uh, about you guys, right? And I was, I suddenly realized that something that you basically are like, you're like siblings when we do this show, hmm. right? So when Daddy's here, which is hmm. me, I'm Daddy. You're you can you misbehave sometimes, and you'll say some stuff you're not supposed to say because it's funny, and you know that you know that Dad'll fix it in post. <laughs> but when the t- it's just the two of you, because I've been listening to your episodes, it's just the two of you. You guys are so well behaved. You stay on task. Yeah. You don't stray. <laughs> you don't say anything you're not supposed yeah. to. Like you take responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when I'm here, you behave like. I think there's actually an interesting conversation to be had uh, about uh, the the dynamic that is created when it's just us versus just you, yeah. or you with us. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about that off air. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I probably, uh, I think I agree. Uh, well, that worries me. That worries me. What's what? I don't want to be the boring dad. <laughs> I want to be at minimum a cool uncle, like at minimum. I think I, I think like, you just got to go with the flow geez. more, Jack. I think you just got to lean into it. I do. <laughs> yeah, actually, you do. do. You are more of a cool dad. I do wildly. I I I go wildly off piece way it's more true. than yeah. any it's of you true. two. Like you, you're the only one that keeps these fucking class two guys on task, Jeremy. I fucking go all over the place. <laughs> I turn into the dad on the class two guys. Yeah. On the class the deep dives, you definitely. <laughs> no, you turn into like granddad. Like, we have to be quiet whilst you talk. Like, as you talk cane, I'm, pale, I'm pale wrapping time. people with my cane. So I'm like trying to drive. And driving way too slowly. On the, on the road, because I'm like 85, but still allowed to drive. It actually happens every time me and Yanati read out one of the subclasses, Jeremy hands us a word as a <laughs> and says, good job. <laughs> I, and then I, I hand it to you immediately after so I can read mine and you guys are just sitting there just... Yeah. Just sucking on your Werther's originals. Yeah. Don't interrupt me while I talk. You're not talk until you finish. Yeah. Don't, don't interrupt <laughs> me while you, while you still got your mouth full. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, Hi. so long, right. try, folk. was a HeadGum Podcast.